right there to your nose. Welcome everybody, it's the AltaCast, it's high noon, getting high here with comedian, political pundit, Matthew Quirk. Good morning everybody at Mutiny Land. Yay, yay, Matthew Quirk, yay. And then yay, we'll be joined, ooh, that's crispy, uh, we'll be joined by the LaToya, the Sheriff of Truth very soon, that's exciting here, but... Oh, I, I can't wait to know what's going on in the news. I have no idea because I was locked here last week, 13 hours a day behind the board for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. And that was a lot of fun. And uh, so, yeah, but we're are back. We, are we're we back. on? Yeah, we're Okay, on. so how was that? How did it all go? Well, all the comics who performed were very happy. And there are many, many podcasts. Everyone was able to express themselves in a free speech venue and do all their material and we met a lot of people it was kind of like comedy summer camp i met some really 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 great people notably aaron atkins out of chicago also out of chicago um james fisher jr hilarious and uh yeah, I, he, he tried to friend me. I, maybe I should accept it, even though I don't know when I'm going to. He was funny. He's I was so funny. I unfortunately only made one of your shows for the festival to be in the audience. And uh, luckily there was a gap in the uh, proceedings, and I got to do a hot three minutes yeah. unannounced. Um, uh, but uh, it seemed like everybody was funny once again. You know, it's really good to be exposed to new comedians with their new jokes and their new takes. Yeah. And, uh, and I wanted, I've always wanted fun. to be like Comedy Summer Camp, and, and it was. There were some people who hung out here a lot. Mike Hudak out of Austin, also another great connection that I made. So, okay, so this year was the least successful monetarily. Uh, this is the first year that I didn't make the thousands of dollars that I needed to keep our budget afloat. I, I didn't make Yikes. anything this year. Um so Hear the audience donate button yeah people listening so please if you're listening go to the gofundme and uh give mutiny radio some money because the mutiny radio comedy festival is supposedly the biggest money maker of the year but it was not there was yeah. so it was great in a lot of ways but the thing that made it really difficult for me is that all the people not all the people i'm gonna say 75 percent of the people that agreed to volunteer did yeah. not show up because I had a volunteer coordinator who had some family issues and dumped out at the last minute. So I was unable to pick up that slack yeah, because yeah. I was picking up so much other slack. And I just sort of figured that the adults who had committed to me would just be there. Show up on their own. And they or sort of didn't. So that's why I was locked behind the board. I, I pretty much engineered almost the entire festival, which was like 13 hours a day behind the board. And I originally had people coming in to relieve me so that I could have some breaks, maybe yeah. eat some food, and that didn't happen. Also, I kind of didn't set up, and next year there's things I learned. Next year I'm going to set up people specifically to bring me food because yeah. I didn't eat like all week. And which is bad. Which is bad. And it wasn't that I expected people to bring me food, but I was kind of like, 
hoping for it. But also you thought in the randomness of things that there would definitely be someone who would be available. Right. Like it's not really this unheard of thing to like, hey, feed the poop. Well, everyone knew that I was here. Anyway. Well, if I may speak on my own behalf, this is what happens with Burning Man too. It's like, oh, this huge thing. And then it's like, damn, I'm so sad. Everyone's leaving for Burning Man, you know, all my friends. Yeah. And then you blink once, and it's like, oh, it's Friday night already, and Burning Man's over tomorrow. Right. And, and that sort of happened to me a little bit. Like, I, I planned on coming on a Monday for the joke workshop just to make comments on it. Yeah. And next thing I know, it's Wednesday, and I haven't been here. And next thing I know, it's Friday night, yeah. and I had already committed to a couple of things and wasn't. And it was like, the, it, 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 for the rest of us, it flies by like a regular week flies oh, I, the fuck by. I so, totally understand. Um, it was so. It, it was great, but it was also difficult because, you know, I was there were there was a great contingency of local comics that hung out here and were super awesome and were on tons of podcasts yeah. and and that was really great. But, you know, there there really aren't any dividends in the San Francisco comedy community for me to work my ass off this hard for the festival. I don't really get anything out of it from San Francisco. Yeah. In fact. Because of Joke Workshop on Monday, one person showed up who doesn't usually show up and then made kind of a big deal about it because it was like, Joke Workshop isn't happening. What the fuck? And it's like, you cunt face. I'm working my ass off and you complain because the one time you come to Mutiny Radio, I'm not here for you. I've got 75 people from out of town. You can't take – you could have stayed. You selfish cunt! You could have stayed and given comments. Yeah, and it's but also not like thing. it's not like you haven't advertised on three different Facebook pages about for the months f- about the festival <laughs> for, for what seems like years. But so it's it's hard for me personally because I feel like oh uh, because I feel like I, the the work that I'm doing it's hard to make it have worth in my own mind yeah. because I don't necessarily see the dividend. I definitely don't see the dividends in San Francisco. Now where my dividends pay off is, and hey, comics who don't think I'm anything or whatever, I've got Portland on lockdown. Yeah. I can go to Portland for nine days and do 18 shows and get paid for most of them. And now I know more people in Portland. Yeah. And they love me. Yeah. Same thing with Seattle. Now I've got Austin on lockdown. I've got two comics there, one who's been doing it for like six years and one who's pretty yeah. new, but they both run shows. Well, if if I Boston, yeah. I've got more Boston guys. I think I'm going to go to Boston in June because I have I have all my connections from the past. And it's funny because I name drop to the Boston guys and they're like, you know, Rob Green. What? Like I've known Rob Green for like seven years. You know, Alex G and Papa. He just moved to New York. He's killing it. I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah. He's my he's been here at the festival twice. They're like, you know, Ben Quick. Yeah. So I can like I can like name. And now I know Kevin Quigley and Casey McNeil. So I can like. I personally can travel. And if people want to fucking befriend me and be nice to me, San Francisco comics, I'll hook you up too. Like I would hook Matthew Quirk up in a, whenever you travel, hit me up. But there's other people that are bitches to me. And I mean that men and women, sorry to use that pejorative term, but people that treat me like shit. And then they send me a message and ask for my connections. I'm like, fuck your face. You don't even book me. I've asked, there are people who I have asked to book me on their shows who don't respond to me in an email and uh, in a message, and then I get another message of them asking me for a favor, and I'm like, motherfuckers. Yeah. So it was it. It's a weird week because in one way I feel like I'm this 
amazing queen bee that's creating all of this stuff and I'm getting a lot of appreciation from those out of town people but on the flip side San Francisco is fucked and people are assholes in the comedy community yeah they are pieces of shit and they treat me like a piece of shit and then they talk about this place well mutiny radio is where you learn no mutiny radio is fucking great people come from all over the United States and listen yeah, no this is deal. a we mutiny have an radio. app now we have a fucking app hold on mutiny radio is where you broadcast we broadcast <laughs> well, what? We've got but an I mean, app. Like I mean, it certainly works. is a place to practice and all that stuff because it has so many available mics and it's got the workshop, which is totally about practice. Yeah. And uh, but it this does go out on the airwaves and people sort of it's like out of sight, out of mind. They don't realize how how it's being. You know, you sort of forget this broadcast. There's over five out five hundred thousand downloads if, a month if, on the station as a whole. If I may, it's just some of his shows just how um, which ties into like every political issue, <laughs> just how fucking razor thin we have become in the United States. We've sort of been. Hey, oh, my God, your hair today looks amazing. Not that I'm just complimenting on how gorgeous you are because you are, but also you're intelligent and wonderful and clever you know, and politically minded. Your yeah. hair looks so smart today. It's smart. Well, I just, I don't want to, like, I feel terrible when I compliment women. Do not feel terrible. Don't. Okay. Don't feel terrible about it. I've been complimenting people a lot, like, on the bus yeah. and all this kind of stuff, just to try to be, like, I don't because know. Because you're being honest about something. Yeah. But then well, I feel like, it's am like I calling? <laughs> well, God, it's also know. sort of this sort of double-edged sword. You don't want to just, like, um, it's only about looks. But, um... Looks is also one of the many things, you it's, know, like it's true. <laughs> looks is one of the many things. Plus, uh, sometimes you might be making someone's day. Uh, good. I'll, I'll keep that in mind. I'll try to give know, more compliments. As well as just being smart. Also, like, hey, you're looking good today. It's like, yeah. that's a good you're looking smart today. Yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah, that <laughs> you're looking not hungover. Yeah. Right? You totally don't look hungover today. So, that's no, I didn't drink yesterday. So uh, I I've only had to do the Pam plan. I only had kinda. one beer last night and it was after work. Yeah. Um, I've been, so I was, I allowed myself, so I was sober for 38 days and on wow. the last day of the festival, yes, Yay. the last day of the festival on Saturday night, Mike Hudak out of Austin had left three beers here because he was sort of a, he was a clandestine beer drinker when he was here. He was keeping it real quiet and he did a great job and, uh, and we were, you know, he was, I didn't know if I don't, if it doesn't look like a duck or smell like a duck or quack like a duck, I don't know if it's a duck. I don't give a fuck. So... But there were three in the closet, and, you know, we closed the door, and I was like, all right, the festival's over. I'm having a beer. And I had one. I had one, and then I and then I went home. Good for you. I didn't party. Awesome. I wanted well, to before party. We, before we get off on this tangent, yes. I, I want to say a, a couple things about like, the festival and, and Mutiny Radio. Yes. Um, have you ever been to Alcatraz? Yes. How about you? I have not yet. No, me neither. I grew up in northern New Jersey. Ask me if I've ever been to the Statue of Liberty. Have you ever been to the I've Statue never of been to the Statue of Liberty. I've been to the Statue of well, Liberty. Well, it's the idea that it's, look, it's right it's right there. Right? Like, where's, right. Yeah, yeah, it's right there. I'm not going to wait in line for three weeks, you know, whatever the, the thing is. I to bet you to. there's no line now. Right. <laughs> this would be the time to go to Alcatraz. Yeah. Uh, but my, my point is sort of like you, you sort of suffer from the idea of because you're here, everyone's used to you. It's not big and special and important and a, and a thing. And people who come from out of towns where they don't have this kind of broadcasting, <laughs> you know, radio podcast station, to them, this blows them away. They've never yeah. seen it before. So it's, it's part of the being like you're you, – you've become you, – people have become used to it, so they don't realize how, how different and special right. it is. Right. They don't – 
I and I, I get and I get it, but you know, I kind of on Saturday, especially after it was over, I I wanted I wanted a little celebration. I wanted yeah. a, and, and I wanted a party. And, and you know I'm the spoiled. There wasn't. There no, wasn't a party. No one did shit for me. No one did fuck all. Jonathan didn't even text me. There was no message. There was no balloons, flowers, food. There was nothing. There was nothing. So then, this is. I mean, I'll tell this story because I got a little butt hurt. So there's a couple people here and they're like well, let's go to the late night mic at Ireland's and I'm like that's a great idea let's go give me some stage time because I need some stage time to you know because I, I wouldn't mind performing so we all get in uh, Ernest Evangelista's car and then one of the comics goes oh we got to pick up my buddy and I'm like okay and his buddy was a chick and then she wasn't ready, and we had to drive around and wait for her. And I said in the what? car, and Kevin Quigley was in the car, and he's from Boston. And he gave me a thumbs up on this comment. I said, you can't do this with 24-year-old girls. If she wasn't ready at the house, you texted her 20 minutes ago and said we were on our way. You come to the house, she's not there. Oh, she's around the corner getting pizza? Let the bitch take, take a, a fucking bu- Uber. Uh, yeah. Like, what the yeah. fuck? When we all mm-hmm. bend over backwards for a 24-year-old girl because she's got great tits, what does she learn? She can do anything the fuck she wants, and everyone's going to bend over it. backwards for her, and nobody thinks about it twice. Preach. Right? That's just and re- so Kevin Quigley re- goes like this. And this was the other thing, is that I get it. This other comic wanted to sleep over at her house or whatever. Then you just go to her house. You don't drag her to my fucking party and make it all about something else. Yeah. And so I was like, first of all, can one night be about Pam Benjamin? Well, just one night. He could have stayed out until two, and then he could have rode to her. He, he didn't have to bring her. And it was. I was like, I was like, I'm out of here. I, well, I wanted one night. Not that everything has to be about Pam, but one. Night it's after rude. seven days of work. It's, it's fucking le- it's rude. Legit. It's legit. Yeah, I, I was, was a little bit about the spoiledness of San Francisco comedy scene. This what? This uh, the spoiledness. The oh, the ha- spoiledness. Yeah. Well, I was yeah. in L.A. for a week. The people that don't give me my two goddamn dollars, yeah. my two fucking dollars. On okay, so one of the comedians <laughs> on Monday for Joke Workshop. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Billy Sullivan. You're a sweet, sweet boy. He gave me forty bucks because he's like, I don't want to do drugs this week. Have my drug money. And I was like, you're amazing. Okay, so that's By the way, that was selfish of him because he didn't do that for you. He did that for himself, right? He he gave Mutiny Radio 40 bucks, and I appreciate it. But here's the thing. There were 12 (laughs) comics on that show on Monday, and other than Billy's 40 bucks, there was $9 in the kitty. So it's like, y'all aren't paying your two bucks, bitches. And I so, know they're not Venmoing because I check. Yeah. And I know they're not Instagramming because I even put make us cool, taking it. Everyone knows. Yeah. And this is the thing. I don't want to be like, I'm $3,000 in the hole for this yeah. year. Look, I haven't been able to pay myself at all this year. And I gave the station an extra $1,000. I didn't make any money on the festival. I'm fucked. I'm going. We, I'm, dropping this in, I'm dropping ten dollars. Oh, we, we live in this. We live in I this. Finally got some cash. We on live here. in a city that is currently world renowned for how super expensive it is. It's also world renowned for how it's this type of liberal socialist city that yeah. will let you die in the streets. Like yeah, we are yeah. covered with with homeless people in this. That's so yeah. like the idea, like hey, can I get a few bucks for keeping this open? It's like what? Like dude, the rent I've, around here is astronomical. I've burned so bridges if because I, of it. If with I may, a couple different communities. By the way, if you did that, you did not burn a bridge because they're not paying. They, 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 right. they, yeah, were, exactly. they weren't worth a damn. Yeah. Well, that's why I call but this. Wait, let me finish this yeah, about yeah, L.A. Yeah. Every fucking mic in L.A. makes you pay. In New York, like too. Like 90%. Maybe like there was too. one. Uh, and it's even the type of place it's like you're at this bar that's booming with booze and food while you're there. 
and they let you perform out in the little space by the parking lot that right. no one else is using. So in it's not like room. they don't yeah. need your money at no. all. Uh -uh. But it's just like, yeah, fuck you, pay. And, it, and like, there's one in and New it York. ain't no two bucks either. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> there's one in New York called the Treehouse, and it was funny because I went there. This is like five, six years ago, and I found it and I paid my. And it's a cute bar, and there's it's stacked with people, and I'm yeah. like, oh, this is great. Well, they put us in this back room in the back with a curtain, and I'm like. The audience is out there. Why are we back here? Yeah. And they're like, well, they don't really want to hear your jokes. And I'm like, fuck that. I'm from San Francisco. And I opened up the curtain and I did my jokes to everybody. Yeah. And they're like, people don't really like that. I'm like, why are you having an open mic here? Wait. And it was in a back room. Like, I don't want to perform my five minutes in front of a bunch of other uh, five for five bucks. But that's what it is. Yeah, totally. Uh, by the way, you're, you're paying for a chance at three minutes at some places. Yeah, yeah. Right. You're paying a dollar a minute at others. You know, you have to write your name on the receipt. There's no getting around it and then put it in a bucket. Right. And, and it's just very like this idea that we have to pay a few bucks to a place that sells nothing else. Right. Is really well, sort of like, dude, get out of San Francisco and you ain't got these like five minutes, seven minutes. Right. And it says it says that my time is valueless. It yeah. says that me sitting behind this board you, and me paying the rent on this building and me keeping the stuff open yeah. is worthless and that I'm three thousand dollars in the hole already this year I haven't been able to pay myself at all this yeah. year and I had to give the station an extra thousand yeah. dollars to make the festival well, happen to me, you don't have to explain any more than rent I just wanted to say that um, do you think that like with the like how how did the I, I was only there for like what month Tuesday and Wednesday I came to shows, but throughout the rest of the week, because I missed it because of work. Dude, how were the sales and stuff? Terrible. I didn't make any money. This yeah, we year. covered that. Oh, this is the yeah. financial. I didn't. The worst, I didn't make. This was the. It was. This was the most successful year in certain aspects, but it was the least successful year financially. financially. And this was the year I needed it to be the most financially successful. So now I'm back in the position where I have to tell all the people at Mutiny Radio, like, "Hey guys." If you, don't, if you don't help me get some money. So this is the thing that makes me crazy. I worked my ass off to set this up, and all people had to do was help a little. There are, 40, there are like 40 people that are involved in this station, and if everyone would have done a little bit more, we could have actually made some money. Like, but it's, it's so hard. I, and I thought this year, my New Year's resolution and all this stuff from last year was like, I'm going to be more collaborative. And I was, but it was still the fucking Pam show, and no one showed up for me. And now I feel like a martyr because I'm like, I work so hard and no one else works. But that's what it feels like. Yeah. It feels right. like I work my ass off, everybody takes advantage of me, and I get nothing out of it. And I have no money this year. Like, I'm $3,000 in the hole. I know for normal people, that's not a lot of money. I don't oh, think that's it It's going to be, an, it is a lot of money. If and, you're and in the hole, it's a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, it's not a lot of money if you're rich, but then you wouldn't be in the hole. Right. Um, I just don't know how to pay myself back because yeah. their money isn't there. And the festival was supposed, in the past, we've made at least 3000 on the festival every year. Even in the least successful year, we made 3000 And this year, I, zero. Like, it, we broke even. I broke even. Because I paid money for fucking marketing and it didn't do anything. Do the bay, you fucking suck. You are worthless and nothing. I gave them Don't four burn any bridges. I gave them four hundred and fifty dollars. Burn that bridge. I gave them four hundred and fifty dollars and they did shit all. Even they yeah. ran a little contest and the people who won didn't even come get their tickets. They didn't even I gave them four hundred and fifty dollars and I got nothing. Yeah. I got nothing. I'm gonna say this. Do you think also too, because I've noticed my bag, my bag, meaning my money, is starting to get affected because of the fear of what's going on with 
Oh, the because, Corona stuff. Yeah, yeah I because mean, that could have been a factor, but people usually nah, in the, the Corona past scare was until this week. Last no, week, last, it started last week. It started the last week. A little bit. Yeah, but, yeah but it started is, it, last that week. That could affect like people walking up and buying tickets. But the point is that in the past there were enough pre-sales. So for the entire oh, the festival, so for my entire Eventbrite sales were less than four hundred dollars for sixty-six shows. I had I sold total like less than I sold I think I sold 30 pre-sale tickets this year for the festival 30 out of a possible like 900 tickets because there's 30 seats per show and there were 66 shows yeah so yeah I made I spent all this time making event brights and doing all this work it didn't matter nothing happened and so for me I'm like what the fuck am I doing I I don't know I don't know how to oh yeah. hey okay. Angel she's the best oh it's no a guy. It was oh, a, a guy this time. A she must be it, it must be her day off um anyways it was it was a lot of work and it was really well. Just be happy. It, it's not this week because yeah. this week is like I don't know if you notice even on the streets. Like oh yeah, it's terrible. it's like or going to the grocery store. People are like in pandemonium. Yeah, there's panic yeah. buying and all kinds of yeah. Like I went to Trader Joe's. I went to the one in South San Francisco last Sunday, and you thought that we were preparing for an earthquake or something. Mm. Yeah. Like the shelves were bare. And then I went uh, when I went to the store again this weekend in the city. It was like, uh, oh, the, I went to the one in California and a bunch of lines. And again, a lot of shelves were being bare. And like the bar has been fucking Our bar's slow. been busy. Oh, my God. Last night at Bender's, Good I cooked you my ass off. I only made $7 in tips. I can't believe that. Is Fuck that is that people. insane? That is. That's, I mean, there were cred- there on. must have been a lot of credit cards and a lot of credit card tips, but I only made seven dollars. Pay attention tips. more to your credit card tips yeah. now, because yeah. people don't carry cash, cash that much. much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's that's the factor. But good for you, because like tonight, I know it's going to be a drag. Like Saturday night, I closed the bar, dead. Last week, all last week was all dead. This week, because again, there's not going to be any conventions, right. so that hurts. And then people are, you know, are like people like from Twatter and yeah. Uber are being told to work from I'm home. Here, yeah. I, I wrote a song about it. Like uh, here. ride the bus and wash, or ride the bus and touch your face, touch your face. <laughs> the, we're going to a crowded place, a crowded place. <laughs> there's no need to wash your hands, wash your hands. Coronavirus is a scam. It's all a scam, my, my, my Corona. <coughs> <laughs> my, 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 my corona he's terrible good song right you're terrible. best corona that's joke you've heard yet catchy as a motherfucker that's, that's the new version of ring around the rosie yeah, yeah. Well, it's my, it's you can sing it you can sing time. it while you wash your hands that's yeah, a perfect that's a 20 second song but oh, so, i want to get this out uh you can tell how bad the coronavirus is because mutiny radio has a bar of soap now yeah uh, <laughs> which is good bar of soap. because motherfuckers need to wa- I it's so ridiculous that you gotta teach mofos how to wash their hands. Mm. Like seriously, like this is this something that you learned in Head Start. Like wash your hands after head you go pee. Head Start, like yeah. before you were out well, of diapers. Well, yeah, but you know, most of us. I mean, I don't know. I just was always taught like wash your hands after you go into the bathroom, or like now I'm just washing my hands like I'm Dustin Hoffman in Rain Man. Yeah. Where it's just like periodically. I'm still riding the bus and biting my nails. I don't give a fuck. I'm still like, on the I'm, train. I'm. T- I've been biting my. I've been so nervous. I've been biting my nails. It's been. It's been All right, weird. you want to get into coronavirus? We, this is a newsworthy show, yeah, right? Let's, let's want to get into coronavirus. Yeah. Get off my my well, personal. Yeah. Let me let me just let me just. I mean, I guess I shouldn't air it to the whole world, but uh, my uh, John 
haven't started being out on Sunday mornings. <gasps> yeah. I oh. I know. I know. What? Well, yeah. What's going on? Because oh, uh, because of the full moon and the well, that was the whole thing. Is Are we gonna get Steve Harvey on this? Because I have an extremely relevant question <laughs> that might hit a nerve. Well, it's you can <laughs> yeah you can hit a nerve. It's fine. But there's. <laughs> So I basically realized, like, wow, I just did this whole festival on my own with no support from the person who's support, supposed to support, support me the, mo- the, not the most. And I just was like, what am I doing? It's one of those things where the person who's been living with me for years who hasn't been paying rent and complains about being there all the time and it's just a problem. It's like, oh, why? You don't pay no rent. No, he doesn't pay any rent. Oh he has his, he maintains his own residence in Berkeley, which is why I was like, why don't you go back to Berkeley for a while and chill out there and then see how wonderful my house is <laughs> and like how much you miss it. But it's one of those things where I feel yeah. like once I sh- shut Mutiny Radio down because I can't afford to do this anymore for everybody, people are going to be like, oh, what and I'm like, did no one hear me complain? And I know complaining isn't asking for help. And I tried to ask for help this year. I really tried. And I just didn't get the support from, I don't know, I don't want to say anybody because that's hyperbole and it's not, that's not true. There are people who did support me, but a lot of people didn't. And so I realized like, motherfuckers, I'm on my own anyway. I might as well just do it on my own. If I'm not getting supported and I'm complaining because I'm not getting supported and I'm feeling like there's these expectations on support that I'm not getting, then fuck it. Remove all the expectations and let me be alone because I can do everything on my own every way anyway I've always done it. I didn't need I didn't need my ex-husband. I didn't need his money. I don't need anybody's anything. And so I'll just keep doing it alone. Hey, that's why I'm a handyman on my own in the city. I mean, basically mistreatment from employers like the like this is your life part, but the idea of the concept of like what do I need this for? Right. What do I need this drag for? I can just, you what know. What am I doing? Yeah. So um, is that kind of what you told Jonathan or uh, yeah, I definitely <laughs> told him that. But then yesterday he went to visit the cats and he found a poem. Can I read you the poem before yes. we get to it? Is it the poem you wrote to him or the one that no, you No, I didn't write a poem to him. I wrote a poem about somebody Oh, else. he wrote. that. I wrote a poem about somebody else, but I had it on my typewriter and he came to my house when I wasn't there. And he texted me great poem, which I, is, is like, oh, because he knows this is. I mean, this is a very romantic poem. Nothing is happening between me and anything else, any other person, except for like unrequited like stuff of like being having a comedy crush and just being like psychotic about it. But that's what happened. Which was that was the line of my question. I was like, this was to Sam, right? I mean, <laughs> I no name poem about. I didn't write. Why would I write a poem about Sam? Gross. Uncle Sam. Uh, okay. I wrote two of them. It's a good poem though. Uh, it's ca- it doesn't matter because Jonathan never listened to this show anyway, so I'm not like too worried about him like listening Apparently live he at work read it or something. Already. I mean, I'd love it if people listen live at work and we're like, Pam, now we. That's the thing. Anyone who wants to know anything about my life, like my parents or my brother or people are like, God, I listen. haven't talked to you in so long. I'm like, you can listen to my podcast. I'm pretty they, much telling everybody everything much every naked. moment. Yeah, there's a filter list thing going on here. There's Go definitely. On. Okay, <laughs> so this is a this is a poem called uh, "Don't Miss the Caltrain." Okay, my bus is late. It's a good poem. Shut up. Am I too romantic? No, I was going to say, we're going to especially. especially I start with the bus. Uh, My bus is late, allowing me to wander in emotional thickets, around and through tangles, your hair, to trace your jaw, mapping the terrain. I am lost. Even the deflated blanket holds ridges of beauty through this lens, a refraction of the light, 
my distortion perfect, I want. Shimmering windows and on the train, your sprawl across three seats. That's a good poem. That's a pretty good poem. That's a romantic ass poem. And so and, and so found so that. So Jonathan found it. It paints a picture. And he texted me, "Great poem." And I'm like, "Ooh, he knows something." Does Pam's got some stuff going on? But that's the thing is, like, in my brain space, like, I know nothing. I have to call my girlfriend real quick. Hold on. And, <laughs> and write her a poem. Yeah, make sure things are cool with it. No, just kidding. Anyway, <laughs> is it? T- it's too romantic. Mm-hmm. It's pretty romantic, mm-hmm. but it's a good poem. It's, it's yeah. a good poem. I'm not 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 doubting that at all. It is romantic, though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I felt terrible when I got. Th- I was like, "Is Ooh. this? Uh, uh, so, so, uh, do you want a man's perspective on this? Yes. Uh, sure, sure. <laughs> you know, because um, women cheat emotionally really easily." Sure. And, and and there's this idea of like men cheating. Well, men cheat physically. Yeah, but we don't care. And right. uh, you're caring. I, I, yeah. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I, and no, that's that that's, sort of thing. But that's. Uh, no, not as a, it's, it's that I used to write a lot of poems. And I haven't written poems in a while yeah. because I haven't had any feeling you've got to a, create. You've got a muse now. Yeah. <laughs> and well, and it's and it's 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 happened in the past. Like there was this guy years ago who just I had the biggest. It, I, he destroyed me because I let myself be destroyed, and I wrote like so many poems. But a lot of them got published. Like like twenty of these poems got published, and so right. I'm super stoked because all over the it, and it it's one of those things of like I, I mean I, I like to feel, and if I'm gonna, f- I don't mind feeling like pain or unrequited stuff because it le- and it, it gives me like a creative hole and I'm trying to impress these young kids so I've been writing more jokes and I'm like trying to be cool so I'm working really hard <laughs> and I've been writing a lot and but I I mean I was I've been I've been a poet for years and I haven't written any good yeah. poems in a long time and I'm like all right you got some, some inspiration. Amuse, yeah. yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he, here's but it's gonna kill me. He's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna destroy me. You're gonna have to have a conversation. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Well, I so, uh, um, here's the thing. There is a thing about flirting um, that uh, I think, like the dictionary definition of flirting, is like that. What for? Like it's it's on a sexual level. But it's there's no next step. Right, there's no next step. Yeah, there's and, no next step here. And, uh, no next but in step. America, flirting is really just like step one to fucking. Right. And um, there's no. I like know I've there's been, no next step here. Like some cities, like uh, in Melbourne, people were flirty. Like the obvious lesbian making my coffee in the morning kind of looks over me and crinkles her nose and like does the shoulder thing like. But like I know she's this total lesbian, and there's no way she's actually like expecting any, like right. or is even curious about it. But just just like a friendly sort of like look, we're we're primates. Hey, how's it going? You know, like yeah. Right. You, uh, and um, I, that's if, a, that's a good. Experience. If this flirting maintains on this level, it's like yeah, I'm flirting with these guys, but it's just like I'm not gonna do anything. I don't even want anything. I just want to flirt, and I just like there's no second step. That that's all good stuff, but is is there? Don't answer on air. There's no. But is there? There's no step. There's and and if I may speak as no the guy stairs. here who is like, look, I don't want to cramp on like 
your creativity and your feelings, and we all have complicated lives out there in the world. I got the feels, man. But <laughs> but uh, if I was to be Jonathan in this, if I was to have this conversation with my girlfriend who was writing poems to some guy, is this something we can recover from? I can recover from. Like, is there anything I'm not doing? Or yeah, should he do- knows that he didn't do anything. He didn't. Show no, I know, no, no, but not, not just uh, right. Not ju- not just that. But is this like say, a? All we do is watch TV and drink at the bar. But and now that I haven't thing. drank at the bar for 38 days, I'm like, 37 percent of our relationship is based on hanging out at the bar. Okay, like uh, this yeah. is the line of questioning I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah. is this a, is this a sign of a death nail? Is this a sign of us going apart? Are we still just because we're getting? Uh, uh, Jason Alexander's wife became interested in something that he just has no con- some artsy thing that he just has no concept for. About ten years into their marriage, he's like, "Hey, I didn't sign on for this exactly. You love it, that's great. Is it going to affect our marriage that you have this new pursuit?" And uh, like most of those answers are like, "No, like we're fine. I just have a new pursuit." And it's like, "Is this just a new pursuit and we're fine, or is this like like you say, thirty eight percent less?" relationship uh, you know you right, put right. uh is this a sign of us just going apart uh, well it's a it's sign of him not it's the same thing as everything else in my life a wake up call i or give a death people nail. everything and then they just expect it and they don't appreciate it anymore like you're living in my house for free and you always say you're going to give me money and you don't okay so i don't have to keep it, it's uh, money is difficult for me just give me the money you never give me the money. And then you go, well, you, you told me not to give me the money. Give me the fuck. I want the fucking money. Yeah. I need the money. You hear me complaining about money constantly. See, I've done so this. So like not I'm listening s- and not. Yeah. And where, where is, like, yes, I was sober for 38 days. And I was not hanging out at the bar as much. So we didn't spend as much time together. So let's do something else other, like, as a couple rather than yeah. go to the bar. Because there's other things to do. He could take so, me out to dinner. Yeah. Make me dinner. There's we all can go kinds to picnics. I've started go for hikes and shit. Yeah, I've started sure. going. Me and my girlfriend started going for walks. You know, like just like you know, we have time. Well, we want to just like watch a Netflix again or whatever. It's like you know what? Let's walk home from the restaurant. All we Let's do is walk watch around. TV and hang out at the bar. There's we'll leave nothing else going on. Like I'll come home from comedy and he's already asleep and there's no. I mean, it's. He's not putting no any effort. Right, and and you know what? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I stopped too. I was like, you know what? You're not going to give me any effort. I'm going to go put my effort into comedy. And this last month, everyone kept saying, God, God you've got that sobriety is really helping you. You've gotten really funny. And I'm like, God damn it. I've always been funny. But well, <laughs> no, this is a thing. It's not that you weren't funny. I, I've had this discussion with a couple other comics. It's like, stop showing up drunk, man. It's like you've got material and everything. But you're just like 80% of your best at best up there drunk so it's not like you weren't funny but alcohol was getting a little in the way of your deliveries your performance your yeah. read the crowd your emotional like uh barometer and such sure. and and so th- that's what it is and it seems I, you know you get those backhanded compliments especially from comedians yeah. <laughs> and sometimes it's like they, they they you know they don't mean to be backhanded it's just like but yeah I, I i've seen that too it's like you're just a little sharper a little more with it and a little more able to match the audience He's just a little more sensitive. Yeah. Believe me, I sh- I'm stoned every time up there. Oh, I was stoned all month. Don't it's, think that for yeah, 38 days I wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Living. So I it's not like I'm coming which from is total, much healthier. I'm not coming yeah. from total purity, but there's been occasions where it's like, oh, I'm in five more. Okay, I better not smoke before because it's just a little too soon. I'll be a little too high up there. Oh, I don't mind being high. Right. Uh, no, I don't mind. I have, I have this little nug here that yeah. was left 
from last night, and uh, I spelunked it from the ground. But so, but I can't find my pipe. That that's the thing. I mean, I I, I, I could go on and on about the negatives of alcohol. Oh yeah, and, I know. Um, well, that's the thing too. So I, I, I don't like its pre- pre- prevalence in in the world. I had know. one beer on Saturday. Didn't prevalence. feel anything. On Sunday, I had four drinks total. You were felt fucked up already, didn't you? I felt a little fucked up, but also it was like I was I was kind of bummed too. I okay, so I figured, oh, I'm gonna go to the punchline on Sunday and I'm gonna get up because I just finished a goddamn festival and someone in San Francisco can tell me that I did a good job. So I kind of thought that maybe I'd get up on Sunday because I just did I something I amazing. Remember, I don't remember seeing you there. I mean, oh, maybe, I was there. I mean, it, that could be anything. Like there, I was. So I, I was in the, I was in the back corner on the right. I always sit on the risers to the. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. There was, it was crowded enough that I didn't, I didn't get a, you know. Once I saw a seat that no one was sitting in, I was like, I'll sit here. Yeah, it just like didn't go any further into the venue. <laughs> well, so I, I was there. Uh, I didn't get called up. I was really surprised because I thought, oh, I've just done something amazing. Yeah. And all these people are here from out of town trying to get up too. Maybe Ron will throw me a bone. And it'd been six weeks since I went up last, so I thought maybe it's my time again. But no, well, Max said he got up. I'm curious. I'm curious. Um, does Punchline do any monitoring of the lower down? Because when I talked to Ron about getting up, which I had to do a couple times, he was like, "Well, I like to hear that you're going to shows." And it's like, are you just like word of mouthing for people to hopefully remember that? I just ran a fifth annual festival. If everybody in San Francisco doesn't know about it, fuck them. Well, (laughs) this is what I'm getting at. Do they, because I mean. Do they even know that I just did all that work? They have the embarrassment of riches, right? There's hundreds of comedians pulling at their, uh, you know. Coattails, you know, to get up. So it's easy for them to be like, I'm just going to build like four walls you have to get past. Because it's just too, I just can't deal with all the needy comedians every week. And I'm wondering, is he completely unaware or 90% unaware of the little machinations that go on around here and just relying on his past comics to, like, feed him gossip, in a sense? God, of I, like don't, who's I don't know, but I couldn't have because worked any harder for this thing to be successful. I couldn't have worked any harder. And if people yeah. don't recognize that, I mean... And it wasn't recognized monetarily. And nothing I ever do is recognized yeah. monetarily. I mean, for the love of God, I got made eight, seven bucks last night in tips. And I worked for five hours cooking burgers yeah. for, oh, there was a huge birthday party too. Oh, and really? they kept doing this thing where they'd stand up there with the menu, but they weren't ready to order. And I was trying to make the beef jerky. So I'm like, let me know okay. when you're ready. And then I'm like doing my thing because I had a bunch of side work last night. Yeah. And they just, and then they start getting all huffy, like, oh, I'm here. And it's like. Oh, God. You sat there for five minutes. With, am I just supposed to stand here and not do my other work? Like, while you're in, just sort of like stare at you while you decide? Yeah. Or what the fuck do you want? And then they were all congregating in the middle, and I had to like say, excuse me, six times, and they wouldn't move and like walk all the way around. Oh, them those kind of people. And I'm like, I know those and they kind of didn't people. San Franciscans. San Franciscans. Yes, well, I, it's just, and it's something that I might need to go to therapy about, but that. In my entire life, I've never felt appreciated. And I feel like I work harder than anyone else I know. I don't know anyone who works as hard as I do. And that's the thing that makes me crazy. And that's one of the fights Jonathan got and I got into. He goes, you think you're better than other people. And I'm like, I work harder. And I do more than anyone else I know. So, yeah, sometimes I think I'm better than people. Not better than, like, I'm a better person. But I'm doing more and I'm not getting appreciated for it. And people who do less and then they're on every they get stage. Rewarded. And it's like. What the fuck? I'm not just writing great new jokes. I'm not just 
grinding my ass off at open mics like other like the dudes girls don't grind their asses off and they go i don't know why i'm not getting booked and it's like because you don't grind at open mics like the rest of us and so i'm grinding i'm running this fucking station i just ran a festival what more can i do i cook people food i make people snacks you pay the rent i pay the rent like when is it pam day so it's almost like you do have a child yeah, it's like I've got fifth. It's like I've got the comedy community as children, and none of them appreciate me. Not none of them. I shouldn't be hyperbolic like that. Yeah. You appreciate me. There's a couple people that appreciate me. You appreciate me, but it gets to the point where it's like, so I need to change. I need some therapy or some fucking Buddhism to change my perspective to be like, right. I'm doing this for me, and I'm not doing this. But then who fucking, but that's the thing is that other people work at a job for money. I'm not getting money. No, you've got to figure out, this is part of like the business of show business part where, um, well, I'm failing in this part too. Like I'm not schmoozing enough and staying late at places. Oh, I'm schmoozing and and staying late. You know, but I, uh, but, but, but it's the general business category. Mm -hmm. Like you just got to learn how to monetize this. Like get yourself a trip to Boston that pays you for the week that you spend in Boston to come back and have, you know, like, you know, road comics make their money out there and maintain their house in LA. Right. Like they're not making much money in LA where they live and, but they go out and, and because you have, Oh, I, I've got Boston on lockdown. You probably got a thousand connections outside the city that I surely don't have that could make you money at shows. And, um, you know, like, in four or five different places, which will yeah. feed into others, and 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 it, people. When I go out of town, change people it. think I'm funny. Here, I mean, if I get in front of real audiences, yeah. they all think I'm very funny. But it just—it's soul killing that comedians don't laugh at my jokes. I know they. I know when I'm working stuff, and you've heard it. I get it. Yeah. But like, it's just soul killing to me because I. <laughs> I it's, just. I'm like I swear. I'm funny. And, and I don't want to have to do this thing like, oh, also, I have eight unpublished novels. Hey, did yeah. you want to read my other book? Or yeah. I just wrote a really good poem. I, I don't know. I don't know I, what I'm I don't know what I'm doing. All I know is I need to make three thousand dollars lickety split. And I don't hey, know this is why that. I maintain a job because <laughs> depending yeah. on the comedy community to cash in, it's just like, yeah, you, there's a li- you got to keep reminding yourself you are doing it for yourself and for other reasons and for like your own. Right. Creativities and all, all these other things. Well, the question is, if I shut this place down, it would hurt. Do I have any legs to stand on on my own as a comic? Like, how much is my Your like, value after? Yeah, is how much of my value is tied into this place? Well, and th- so if I may, if you, th- that's a demotion. Right. You know, because then you're just a, an open mic comic. I mean, even if you become twice the comic you are today, is that still to me does not rise to the level of what Mutiny Radio is. All right. And That's um, an interesting and and if you become twice the comic you are today, what does that mean financially? Well, if I didn't have this albatross around my neck, I could get a real fucking job and make some money. I have two fucking masters. Okay, that's degrees. that's different. I have, no, but that's the thing is yeah. like I've been doing this now for twelve years. Yeah. Okay, I've been been in this space and I've been doing this. I've been in charge for seven. I have two master's degrees. I was a credentialed school teacher. Yeah. I'm 
Okay, so all all right, you're employable. You're employable, yeah. Right. You have I a can resume, make yeah. Real money. I haven't made real money in I mean Are you gonna like it? I, I used to like teaching. I used to get a lot yeah. out of teaching. I used to be a really good specialist. I could make more money like working at an office or something, but I would fucking hate it in such a way that I could make more money as a stripper, but I have dignity. I've, you know, and I've been thinking <laughs> about I've actually been thinking about being a stripper. I, I honestly Oh, your body's karate, you could. I mean, well no, it's I'm a little worried about like the, the back of my legs don't look so great. But I feel what? like if they use a blue light, I might be okay. Do you know how dark it is in strip clubs anyway? Oh yeah. yeah. Strip- Wait, what's wrong with your back of your legs anyway? Well, I'm the 45. afternoon sh- the Who afternoon shifts don't have the they same. They don't know level. that. They don't know. They I'm don't quite, know. They can. I guess if I wore enough makeup, they couldn't they, see. You the couldn't tell that you're 45. You said I could wear a turtleneck. I could wear like a, a just like a weird scarf I, around I my don't, neck, so they couldn't see my crepe. I don't neck go to a lot of strip clubs, but I have been to strip clubs, and there are definitely worse looking oh, to- women. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're in their 20s. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of all I kinds mean, of ages, even some like old hard people. Hard living. Who, on yeah, the yeah, I was yeah. a ballerina for 23 years, yeah. and I was a dance minor in college. I could easily be a stripper. Oh, totally. That's a total stripper. A resume. Absolutely. I used to be a ballerina. Yeah, exactly. And you know how to get that money. I, well, I don't. That's the thing. I can. I love. I would love to sweep up dollar bills no, on the floor here. But, but this is. I mean, I. I know you're not getting all kinds of accolades from uh, the comedy community and such. But uh, when I come back to San Francisco, if I go away for a while. If I come back to San Francisco, what do I really have to come back to? Like, I'm just an independent worker. I got to drum up my own businesses and such. Uh, who really misses me or whatever. It's not like I need to, you know, you've got something to come back to every time. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and, and people sort of lose the idea, especially when you're younger. Uh, I, I was talking to a guy who was about to retire, and I was like, look, you're going to start not looking for work for money, but start looking for work because you have Holy. nothing to do. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, there's I know there's not a lot of money in this, but if you're able to float in San Francisco, that's like being rich that's <laughs> true. That's true, in, in Texas or Louisiana or something. Um, uh, and and this you. is and, and some of it is you have a mental block about accepting money. We were sort of talking about it lightly. You know, you, you, you I, I know you're going to start to say you give me money. That's the thing cool. is when, when I ask for money and people say they'll give it to me and then they ask me again, it's like, you said, yes, give me the money. Why we got to keep talking about it? You you want to give me $500 for rent? Cool. Give me the money. I don't so want to have to ask you 15 to this were reaction. You give me, were you going to give me money? Were you, were you going to give me money? Yeah. It's my house. I'm paying the rent. You live here. You want to give me money? Give me fucking money. Yeah. You want to give me money? You want to go? Here's the other thing. I came home. No food in the house. Not oh, a goddamn thing. I thought, okay. oh, maybe. And so when I got it home, so, after the festival, I got home and I said, you better have the fucking coronavirus because he's sleeping in the bed. There's no food. There's nothing in the house. And he's asleep and he didn't support me on my last day. I worked my ass off and no one gave. And the person who's supposed to be closest to me, there's no food in the house. I've been working 13 hour days. I've been waking up early. I've been getting on the bus and coming here, being here at 830 in the morning, cleaning the goddamn space, running the board for 13 hours. I no one brings my me case. food. And then I come home. <laughs> And there's nothing there? Yeah. See, there's now, nothing. There's not a note. This you're, is my rant today is about relationships. When people when people stop appreciating each other, and then I'm just supposed to keep doing and doing and doing, not appreciating. I'm just supposed to keep doing everything I'm doing without any validation to myself or monetarily. I'm just supposed to keep working and working and working. And then and then we get in a fight and you call me a martyr. I can't win. Yeah, you better than I me. I just wanted yeah, like a party. You, 
First of all, you can't be staying with me not paying something or contributing. No, he does. He w- he was giving me lots of weed, but it's that's not five hundred dollars worth thing. of weed a month. We ain't in our twenties anymore. Weed ain't gonna pay. Also, this is America. Pay. We don't do the barter system so much. We have this thing called cash. I mean, I'd love to be a socialist as much as the next guy, but, but we still live where money. This is one of this is part of my complaint when people are like, "Oh, mutiny wants money." It's like go to L.A. where you fucking pay for for nothing. Yeah. You know, yeah. and uh, so it's you don't like you can get a podcast. As 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 this one dude said, it's why we call it money, because it's money. <laughs> you know, like it's like we don't need to explain it any further than that if we're grown ups. You know, I used to be a drug dealer. Money was never a gray area. <laughs> right. <laughs> like I mean, money or get the fuck out of here. And you're, I should smack you for being so insulting to the game for not having money. I'm going to. Um, I'm going to sound very old fashioned right here. And this is where I'm going to lose my feminist card. And I don't give a fuck. (laughs) I think as a grown ass man, if you're living with your significant other, you should contribute somehow, some way. You know, she shouldn't have to ask you to contribute, especially if you're supposedly a grown ass person. You know, the fact that Matt and if you see this person working their ass off because it's obvious that is the time for you to take the initiative. initiative. As a man. It's time to man up. Yeah. That's yeah. basically what I just need yeah. to say. My girlfriend and I don't keep score, but there's, pl- you know, it's just like I'm buying. Right. You know, like there's never, it, it, you know, if we were to go back in history because no one's recording it, we'd, we'd need to go back in God's eye. But like there's also this, uh, there, there isn't this like, oh, I she always pays. She makes more than me. Like there's, you've got to. Just know when it's your turn it's a as a guy, and that's even yeah. in the Dutch, you know, in, in the most even Stephen thing. There should be sort of a, especially if you're not paying the rent there and right. staying all the time. There's yeah. definitely like, got and to complaining be complaining about it. Yeah, in the middle of the night, God, I hate this place. The cats are so loud. This is loud. This is I can't sleep here. I will. So I will bitch then, like, too, and then I will buy home. them. And then I will buy a rope to tie around their uh, uh, their cat tree so they have something else to scratch on like i'm contributing to the noise that could you know as much as I, the cats are loud again will you tie it up the, <laughs> you know, like i'm contributing to my own demise there but but yeah i, don't, I don't have a problem since he hasn't part of the great compromise maybe fine. maybe he needs the wake-up call um but you do remind me uh morgan spurlock 30 oh, yeah, the yeah. 30 day super size guy yeah. he did a thing on living like a paleolithic person for 30 days or something like that so shivering lots of shivering lots of shivering yeah Yeah, like go make a flint point and i mean but homeboy has a choice he has two homes yeah Yeah. exactly i mean that i mean that that's the homeboy guy i mean i wish i had an option of two homes rather than my mama's house yeah Uh, but but i mean it's the fact that matter it's we women are really simple can be simple if we want to basically it's just like if you see me working my ass off Say, hey, babe, you know, I know you're working. Let me cook dinner. Bring or, me a quesadilla. Or, yeah, bring me a Anything. taco. A taco. You know, something. And you, s- and especially after the fact that I've not taco. been drinking because I my little accident. So I'm trying to change my lifestyle yeah. for the better. That was so the other thing. There was no support with that whatsoever. None at all. I did it all on my own. There was no, like... You need there that encouragement no, from your significant other. I didn't have AA. I did it on my own. I do everything on my own. That's the whole thing. I don't need anybody. You're a feminist. So I'm not going to have anybody anymore. I'm just going to. You always need somebody. No, I don't. Well, I uh, don't. I have cats. Well, 
I have cats. Just a, reminder, just a reminder. Just a reminder. I haven't had sex in so long. I don't even care anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. It's not even like a thing. And the the person that I'm pining over, it, there would nothing will ever happen. Too young. Too young. Well, I think it's one of, raising like, a I also kid think it's real. one of those things that if the fantasy went any further, the fantasy would shatter. Right, like exactly. And, yeah. and he and I yeah. have actually had that conversation. Yeah. And I was like, nothing uh, can but happen. But to go back to my Morgan shark. Spurlock thing, so he did a thing like living like a paleo for, yeah. for 30 days. And uh, it was just like your burning camp. And it was a little like your the, the scenario you painted right there. Like the people, like uh, there was like 15 people there, right? Five of them did almost everything. Five of them did barely enough, and five of them did fucking nothing. Right. And um, at one point, like what it took to make a fire, they had to rub shit together, and someone blistered their hand, and they oh, were cut. And this is paleo cut, right? No soap, no water, oh, no just. And uh, he was also one of the five people who did everything, so now his spear-throwing hand has got an injury on it. And they they have to go out and kill shit for food with spears and rocks and maybe think of a trap if you're so goddamn smart. And um, they make a fire. They go out hunting. They can't find anything. They come back, and the fire went out. Oh, And no. the five people who were just sitting around the whole time, we hope they catch something, let the fire go out. So the people who come back who made the fire, went out and hunted, came back were furious if you wonder where murder came from at the five people who let the fire go out and those five people were like i don't know why they're mad at us because you didn't do your part you didn't do the bare minimum of just keep the fire going you know and it was just like at a certain point you gotta wake the fuck up and be like like i'm not we are like this idea of like i don't need anybody we all need each other these roads you did not make them Right, the wires in this cable. You did not like mine it. Like right. we live in such an interwoven society that we get to deceive ourselves. Yeah, but I don't have an emotional connection with the person who made those wires. Like right. I need, I need these things. I need like headphones. I don't give a shit who made these headphones. Thank you. I gave them money. Everything's right. fine. But emotionally and like in my life and physically, I don't feel. I. I mean, I think I'm just gonna go celibate. Yeah. Like, I definitely don't need sex. But on that contribution thing, it's like, whose house are you in complaining that mm-hmm. I didn't do something? Like, Oh, and like, when <laughs> comedians come inside. Why don't you, no. if you were outdoors under a tree shivering, uh, you know, uh, then you could complain that no one's helped. Yeah, you that's, know, that no one me, brought, you know. To me, that's like just disrespectful. Like, I remember there was a person that I was, uh, an old ex-significant other, that was kind of the same thing. And I was the one paying the rent. So it was just like, how dare you say you don't like something, but I'm the one that is paying. I'm like, it's almost like a parent, you know, like when you would complain to your parents and you're like, well, until you get your own money and your own house, this is the way it is. Which, by the way, made no sense until you're out there getting your own money. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, But but that's sort of it, too. Sometimes you need that wake up call. Yeah. And it's just it sucks that, you know, there's so many grown people out here that think that way that it's just like, well, you know, I don't have to contribute or. You know, I'm just going to sit here and just let the chips fall. Well, and there's, you know. there's no, even just beside the monetary stuff, there's no passion. There's no hugging. There's no kissing. There's no, like, Intimacy. why are we to get, what are we doing? Like, we don't hang out. Like, I mean, and yes, I'm writing poems for our other guy. But, but I got But you made me do this. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> no. Well, also, and I like if I made the lack poems. of alcohol maybe woke up but the poet in you once again. No, the lack of alcohol woke up that 
my life is not that it could be different that I've been wasting so much of my time hanging out in a bar and drinking and this is the other thing is I always said well I broke my rule the night I hurt myself is that I'm, n I'm not ever supposed to drink before I have a booked show so for example this Saturday I'm booked on a hella funny show I'm not going to drink at all during the day until after my show because I'm going to take my show seriously and that used to be a rule of mine but the other rule was that if it's an open mic I can get fucking wasted it doesn't matter but now that I've been sober changed. doing so many open mics I realized that I've spent I've had so much stage time that was pretty meaningless because I don't remember what I did if it worked I don't remember why it worked I don't even remember being up there sometimes sometimes I've been so wasted that after I've gone up I'll walk up to the host and say did I go up and they're like yeah you did you did great and I was like oh okay so all of that time that I've put into and unfortunately on that's in the host back of the host's mind damn she's fucked up right yeah, yeah. go on and so I've decided now that I really shouldn't get fucking ripped anymore I, I, I mean and it's expensive and yeah. I really like I lost eight pounds for doing nothing and I like that too yeah so <laughs> like my pants these pants are like way too big I have to put another notch in my belt I have to go to my belt guy and have him put another hole in it because my pants are falling off that's, Which it that's, doesn't matter. that's happy Pam well I'm not having sex with anybody but my pants are falling off so it's this <laughs> weird like thing of you know, I mean, it's a change in lifestyle. It's a definite change in lifestyle. There's a lot of ca uh, calories in beer. And I I, know. Uh, people used to be. So I played on a rugby team for a long time. Drinking is part of rugby, but I don't drink and all the it was. But I smoked hell of weed like I'd be smoking at halftime and shit yeah. while playing. Sure. And um, and people were like, how come like the munchies? And I was like, look, dude, you just drank 3000 ca calories. Right. You were in line for one of those street dogs that. Abuela is boiling on the side of the road there. How many the calories fucking is calories is that shit? Like, how dare you alcoholics blame weed people for having, like, the munchies and shit? Yeah. See, like, you're yeah, about to yeah. eat a pizza by yourself after having drank Six. two pizzas worth of beer, yeah. calorie-wise. Right. Like, the alcohol thing is a fattening fucking thing. It drug. was very fattening. I was having about 1,000 to 1,500 calories a day in beer on the regs. And so the problem was that I wasn't eating real food because I was like, oh, I don't want to eat real food because oh. I don't want to get fat. So I'm just drinking beer and I know about the calories. And then that's when I hurt myself is because I get so drunk because I haven't eaten. And then I fall down on my face. And those are empty calories. And so those you're are not, empty you're not yeah. getting your nutrients. So well it's, your vitamins. it's not a surprise at all that you've lost money just from quitting drinking. Oh, yeah. I, I, I gained like so I was only spending like ten dollars a day on booze because I got half price at vendors because I worked there. But even that, with $10 a day, $380, that's more money than the festival made. <laughs> so, so it's like, all right. But um, I mean, that's an, and being in this business, it's not an easy thing to do. Like, that's why you need support from someone that, you know, is living with you. Yeah. Because, I mean, it, it feels good to hear someone say, like, you know what? You've been doing really good at this. It's not drinking, yeah. Yeah, like, Less I know this is hard, but... You're doing really well. Exactly. You know, it little is. things like that. Like I said, when you said earlier, when I walked in, you gave me those compliments, and then I, which I appreciate also. But it's little things like that that can make someone's day. Sure. Sometimes even their month. The fact that you acknowledge the fact that, yes, this is what happened to me in order for me to do this. But for someone in this business, like I said, it ain't easy, especially when you work in it. Yeah. You're it's, around it's, it. It's easy to not drink at work, though, because I'm pretty busy. And, you know, 
I came here after to help the boys with the podcast, and I had a beer. And I actually, I, it's, I, I don't even understand the point of drinking a beer anymore because it's like that's 200 calories, and I don't even really feel it. So it's just like a beer. So, like, what's the point? I'd rather drink, like, a juice, honestly. <laughs> like, I'd rather have 230 calories of, like, orange mango yeah, juice. beer is the, uh, one of the, alcohol is one of the drugs of the patriarchy. Mm. Yeah, I get I to. Love, I miss I, wine. I, I work in that, so I've been trying to cut down myself. And, you know, he, let's face it. You want to go hang out after 7 in this city. You go to a bar. Y- yeah, alcohol. Yeah. Can I just hang out yes. somewhere? Uh, no, actually. It's this city, like <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, you know, right. you gotta buy something. Well, what can I buy? Well, alcohol is really available. The thing you know? is, like, this city is a very, it is a lush town. Yeah. Like, yeah. don't like when people hey, don't let, let don't let San Francisco fool y'all people. Yeah. Like, it is a alcohol induced town, but so was Chicago where I live. But Chicago's much bigger, so it's more spread out. But here, when you're seven by seven, and most of the places that you. The, well, if you want to call them cool, the most places that you want to go to, like, there's not much of a culture here on this yeah. side of the bay anyway. Um, like, I don't know too many people who are having gallery openings and, you know. God damn it. Well, basically, the expense of this city has driven all those people far and wide. You yeah. can't afford to be an artist around here. Yeah, I, exactly. I mean, like, there's not much of a music scene. Like I don't, I don't go oh, to shows. Good, Floating Goat's a good band. Well, uh, s- but, but these band. things all dovetail into right. alcohol. Yeah. Go to an sure. art opening. Right. Sure. What are right. they sure. serving? Wine. <laughs> go to <laughs> your, go to that music show. Where is it held? Well, a bar. Wine and beer. Yeah. You know, and. Uh, but I mean, I even, I've, I even went to, s- I've been to some concerts or some shows where I haven't had a drink because I don't want. I'm like, well, I don't feel well, like. That's drinking. when I'm on. You know. Well, th- <laughs> you could, you could. I mean, I'll probably be. You could personally choose not to drink, but it's at an alcohol establishment where 80 percent right. of the people there. It's like there's really no. I mean, I, I thought about opening like a kombucha or a juice bar to be like, where can you hang out and have a social, so, you know, with friends and not be alcohol. So it's like, well, I'm not drinking. Yeah, but the five people you're around are now at that. Yeah. You, you know, around 11:30, where all of a sudden the happy well, everybody comes in all at once. But also, happy turns to delirious, uh-huh. yeah. and and uh, you know, like I I, I've s- I I love drinking while I'm drinking. I've realized that even the next day, I had one beer last night, and when I woke up, I was still a little slower, off one. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I don't see what it's doing for me anymore. That's why and I hard quit at 28. Like, my hangovers were like two-day deals, and just yeah. one beer would be a day and a half. It's just like, uh, this isn't working out. It's like. not. I mean, alcohol's been such a large part of my personality and, like, my just who I am, my gestalt, for so long. Like, the 38 days I took off was the longest I've ever gone without alcohol since I started drinking in college. So, And I started drinking when I was, like, 19. 18, yeah, that's 19. about the yeah, yeah. average age. And yeah. um, so that's a long time to go with that. I mean, and it's it's just it's part of my, pr- like, I've always been, people have always known me as a hard drinker, and I've always kind of, like, taken that as a badge of honor. Like, I can fucking party. But now I'm like, I don't think that's helping me. <laughs> like, it used to be fun, you know, in my 20s and 30s when I was the party girl, but now that I'm 45, like, I just look kind of old, and I'm already beer goggling myself because my eyesight is going, and I can't see a goddamn thing, and so I have no idea what I look like, and I feel like it's not such a cute look. Yeah, and I, I get super wasted. Uh, from my opinion, no, it's not. 
It's not a cute. Not just you. Any feet on Earth. I think. I think honestly, again, this is going to be a little bit. I'm going to go a little old-fashioned, but I think it's very unattractive to see any girl really, really hammer. And that includes myself, where you just see, you know, when you see broads, when like, on the screen. Or crying I, and slobbering. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. thank God I've never been that person in public. Yeah, in public. In public. I cry yeah. on the bus in public. Yeah. I do it on the bus. Uh, on I weep on the bus. I don't find it all that attractive, in gu- not that I find guys, but just, like, the idea oh, of, no, like, no, I don't even want to talk to you at this level, you know, Oh, and men, yeah. it's it's yeah. really like, especially if you if you work at a bar and the guy is your patron and they're really a, um, drunk and they're trying to hit on you and it's just like you you're not I making sense. Uh, you're not making I sense. You just need to go. You're like at date rape territory. Mm. You're no, and Get so out. and the, the thing is just like I know in my industry, which just involves alcohol. Mm-hmm. It's really hard for me. Like, I had like three sips of beer on Monday, and then didn't drink yesterday. I'm I'm debating even today because I don't know. There's new stuff that I might have to try. Right. But does that the things that I have to try? And I'm not even talking about having full glasses. Do the things that I have to taste does that consider into being into drinking? Do I consider that factor because I have to do my homework, or do I even want to taste those? You know, it's so now it's just like, because now for me, it's about vanity. Sure. Like, I'm starting to see, like, myself. I'm like, things are starting to get a little bit pudgy on the, the in the middle. I don't like that, mm. you know. And especially as you get older as a woman, it gets harder for you to lose that weight. It gets mm. harder for men to lose, too. Yeah. So... I'm just speaking from a bitch's perspective. Yeah, You're yeah, yeah. But I mean, that age. I, I want to yeah, do a timestamp. You're listening to the Altacast here at Mutiny Radio. I'm joined by Matthew Quirk and Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth. Ooh. I'm Pam Benjamin. We've been not talking about the news as much as we should, but we'll pu- my we'll life is news enough. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll go back to the coronavirus. We'll go back. Can I can I read my other poem I wrote? Sure. This one yeah. isn't as good, but I wrote it last night. This is called uh, "Cooking for Love in All the Wrong Places." <laughs> Funny, right? <laughs> but in all the wrong places is in parentheses. I hope this one rhymes. That other one. No, I don't sucked. rhyme. I don't. I don't. I, I'm <laughs> a poet. I don't rhyme. I rhyme a little rhyme. in here. I use a little embedded rhyme. Okay, cooking for love in all the wrong places. I think that's a funny title. <laughs> uh, my heart is fed by your stomach, an unfillable void. I pour and pour until I am poor of spirit. I am between your teeth. If I could be that crust of bread, that undigested bit, uh, undigested bit of beef. That's an homage to the. That undigested bit of beef to be inside you as fuel. I am a fool. This food is my body broken for you. I will make and break until you are no longer hungry. Unrequited. You found that one too. Unrequited. Unrequited. File this under unrequited. File this under, yeah. It's, um, yeah. <coughs> a long time I wrote a poem about a muse and it went, uh, uh, my muse does not amuse me. I'm the amusement. Two <laughs> tickets to ride. My... Oh, I just remember the beginning. That Anyways, it was a poem. It all dealt with that muse term, and it went on and on and on. I d- it I wasn't about this guy. I don't guys, know about you, Latoya, but I'm suddenly like judging my poet game and <laughs> realizing how lacking I am. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's not. It isn't fair because I do have an MFA in poetry. Like it's it's not a it's not a fair game for me to play the poetry game because yeah. I've. Like I went to school for it for four years. I'm a professional. I'm a professional. Po- I'm a master. You're in a the language. trained. I'm a trained. Trained poet. poet. Yeah, 
So I've been, I brought out my typewriter because I used to typewrite poems. That's how I put myself through graduate school. I sat at Civic Center and I typed poems or a dollar to question mark. People would give me a topic and I'd just write one and uh, then perform For you it. kids out there, we're going to take a little pause here while you Google what a typewriter <laughs> right. is. Right. Well, and when little and kids white would walk out by, is. they'd be like, <laughs> what is this? And I'd say, it's an iType. <laughs> but I'm, uh, I'm like, look, you type in and it comes out. It makes an artifact. <laughs> So some say that I'm the most published poet in San Francisco because if you think that every single every single one of those poems was a one-off, and they were all handmade and they're an actual artifact, that I'm and it's published and I sold them, that I'm the most published poet in San Francisco because there's thousands and thousands of these poems out there. This is how I paid for graduate school: is little poems on the typewriter. So, you know, I, mean, I don't know if I, I back that logic, but okay, let's just go with it. Have you not? I was in the newspaper. I, there's a picture of me giving a poem to Ed Lee. Like I, I, I used I don't to. Know. I used to go down to Civic Center. There, were, there was some. Po- oh, maybe there, maybe it was in Berkeley, but there, there was. Anyway, go on. I don't well, there, so I'd go to Civic Center, and I had to make forty dollars in order to. Pay, so I had to make forty dollars a day in order to pay my rent. So I'd go to Civic. I'd have my books too, and I, my books were ten dollars a piece, and the poems were a dollar to question mark. So sometimes people from Texas would give me a twenty, take a book, and take a poem, and I'd be like, yes. But once I made forty bucks, I'd just like pick up and walk away because that's all I needed for the day. So sometimes it took an hour, and sometimes it took like four hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wrote. Just a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton of poems, and it was like really helpful. Uh, so if we make it back to how like this is doing nothing for you, being in mutiny radio and yeah. everything, um, I was making more being a poet. Actually. You have a body <laughs> of work, though. Yeah. And part of your body of work is not just the five minutes you're talking on some of these podcasts and 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 open mics, but it's also the entirety of the podcasts that have put together. Like this is all sort of under your umbrella. This is part of your body of work. You've produce these things and, and and such like you you have a resume that isn't just like oh the job here the job there see how thin my it's like your resume is mutiny radio bitch <laughs> you know like i ran a radio station that broadcasts and i put on fest like you you could do you think you could run another festival for someone in san francisco or some other city or something yeah it's really it's i mean it's a lot of work but yeah but you know how it's so this yeah, is a marketable really skill I'm a really good stage manager. So I mean, I was a stage manager. Right. For so, years. so, so this is right. But you, I'm talking putting together the fifth annual Mutiny Radio and the other four festivals. Now you know how to run a festival. Can you yeah. pick that up like a box and bring it somewhere and be like, I'll run a festival. I know how to do it. This I, I can, but the only thing that I cannot do is promotion. I cannot get butts in seats. Uh, okay, I that's can different. Make, so if you were to I work... I can make any show. I can have all these shows. We can tape them. We can record them. It can be amazing. Yeah. The, the talent will be great. Everything will be awesome. So but there won't be an audience here because that I don't know di- how to do that. Right, so you don't... But if you were to go somewhere... This is San Francisco where people have are booked up on shit. If you were to go somewhere where there's a little less to do, like uh, apparently uh, open mics in some second tier, third tier cities are like events. <laughs> uh, unlike here where Modesto. people are like, oh, I'm here to drink. What are you having an open mic here for? Right, exactly. You know, whereas Delirium. someplace where there isn't a lot of entertainment, they're like, oh, shit, let's go to the open mic. Uh, right. uh, so like if you were to run a festival somewhere where they don't have a lot of festivals. Sure. Asses in the seat almost come by accident because there aren't choices. There's, right, there's nothing else to do. So, ba- so Bakersfield, like Modesto, if I was to go yeah. somewhere like Long that Pop. and be like, "I'll run your festival," you're like, "Have you ever done this before?" Uh, no. <laughs> right, and I'm like, "I've done it. I've done it." Right, you five. would know the well, first it, thing it, to do. This isn't just. And the yeah. thing is, I've also been the artistic director of two yeah. new playwriting festivals in San Diego. I was the um, production stage manager in 2011, 2012, and 2013, and I was the artistic director in 20. 
2012 and 2013. Yeah. For so so. Oh, no 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 no. It was the 13th year and it was in the early aughts. But I've run, I've run San Diego's New Playwrights Festival with like, there were 50 shows in two weeks and there were all of the sets and everything else and loading in and loading yeah. out and doing the tech, and I've done all of that. So yes. So what I'm saying yeah. is, so, so as part of I've like, run, yeah. you know, the, I've been uh, the artistic director. I've got a little saying I'm living by: the more I know, the less I need. And, um, you know, I, I'm not building a huge 401k, but I've, I've learned plumbing and carpentry and all these little ins and outs of, like, the new inventions that they're having and how to, like, so, like, I'm learning tons, right. even if I'm not making hundreds of thousands of dollars. Well, so I'm as part just going to die anyway, so yeah. it doesn't really matter. Like, well, we're I'm all just going to die. Like, Bill Hicks only lived till he was 32. Right. And... But I'm we're already all, 45. Yeah. Like, I'm going to die you're any day you're now. You're still a young Pam, lady. Pam, we're all just going to die someday. That's no special <laughs> factor that only you possess and the rest of us have an immortality to deal with. quicker this year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but so just... Uh, I, I, I'm ready for it. Take me away. Yeah. This place is too tough. People don't... Maybe when I'm dead, people will appreciate me. They'll be like, oh... No one can the do curse, that. The curse of all of us geniuses. Yeah. No, you're not ready to go. I, I no. don't know, yeah. man. I'm, you're pretty lively. I'm pining yeah. away. You don't know. No. Now, those take people it, that live outside of your place, Pam, they might be ready true. to go. Take it from me. You can pine <laughs> away for decades. It doesn't really shorten your life significantly. Okay. You know what <laughs> does shorten your life? Talking politics. Oh, okay. Let's. Let's get off my life and yeah. get on to... Let's get let's off my life. Coronavirus. <laughs> let's get uh, off my life. Yeah, and my, on to your death. I have no... <laughs> I, I don't like even remember what sex is like. like <laughs> I don't remember what... Get off my life. Kissing people feels like. I want to I hang out. Don't touch my life. Maybe. You know what? what um, is, I, don't even rem- I don't even remember what... Please do not look like. my life. Yeah, maybe we can schedule something for next week to remind you what sex is. Like maybe Should on the air something? we could put Snuggle. a microphone up in there and really record. The Get in my life now. Yeah. So oh uh, that would take a little uh, test run to make sure the electrical... Ah. A test run. Anyway, coronavirus. What else do you want to talk about? Yeah. Or do you want to talk yeah. about how crazy it is that uh, Joe world. Biden is getting the... Oh! Um, so yeah. wrong. What is yeah. wrong with people? Is he going to pick Bernie up as his no. vice? No, no, no. No, the DNC would not allow that. Yeah. Neither would Joe Biden. I, I, I have a little... This is my... It's going to be Kamala or so Stacey Abrams. Have you seen the Joe Biden rallies? Yes. That he has that He's he, not mentally here. But not just that. Let's talk audience. Have you seen... The how he has like they're at gymnasiums, mm. yeah, and there's barely a full gymnasium. I haven't been paying attention. And then so a it's Bernie, fake. wait, That's wait, wait, wait. Then a Bernie rally. Have you seen those? They're like a billion. People. They're at stadiums and they're right. overflowing. Right. So how the fuck is Joe Biden winning? So, so for <laughs> I know I think it's all a farce as well. DNC I was not something. able to vote. In the primaries, because I'm registered as a Green Party member, so yeah, I that's didn't, fine. He, I didn't even have the ability. Cool, but to, you're not in a swing state. You're in California. Right. He won California. Sure. That's all over. Right. So I'm not questioning how he won California. He won California. Yes, he did. Uh, what I'm questioning is like every other place, even the place. Do you remember? Do you remember this from last week? He even won in states he didn't visit. Wow. Yeah. Right. Like 
Mm. It's all well. That's because when Hillary didn't visit Wisconsin or Michigan or Michigan, which are important, <laughs> right? Yeah, but this she is all lost those days. This is all fake. Everything is fake. We've known right. forever since the since the hanging chads. We've known forever. There is a way that we could all vote on our motherfucking phones. Everyone's got a motherfucking computer in their goddamn pocket except me, and we can't figure out how to count. The lottery knows what store sold the ticket in like five minutes. Right, exactly. So if we have the technology to make this work, we're purposely not making it work because of the hanging chads, and it's all fixed because nothing is real. Trump isn't a real person. He's a fucking robot. It's all about money, as and it's about the rich people getting richer, and they don't give a fuck about. They as give a someone fuck about who used to be a well, don't make it all personal. Well, uh, they don't though. They don't care about artists. They don't care about poor true. people. They okay, don't care can, about can, we, can I stop one of your rants yes, before it goes sorry. all the way through? Yes. We only have two hours. I know. Bam. Um, <laughs> uh, where was I going with this? Uh, so oh, it's I part think. of the flim flam game, mm. right? Um, the more you build these levels. The, every one of those levels is a place to cheat, mm. is a place for the three-card Monty to disappear the red card. And um, with all this, like, okay, you have votes, and the votes are secret, and then they show up as the total. There's a place to cheat right there. Mm. Okay, we can't quite pull that off anymore. So we also have this superdelegate. Like, oh, you yeah, won the election, but you didn't win the superdelegate. What the fuck is a superdelegate? Uh, it's a place yeah. to cheat. Right. And what yeah. about the electoral college where another, we have that's another the, place to it's cheat. another place to, to cheat. cheat. Gerrymandering, yeah. another place, place to, to cheat. cheat. Yeah. Sure, sure, and so, sure, like, sure, to sure, track sure. all this stuff back, they've got so many places where they can flim-flam you. It's like it's just more complex than one person can track all the way through. You well, know. because it's isn't. and so to go back to simple, which would be like it seems like if you really wanted this to be fixed, let's just go back to simple. They don't want it to be fixed. I think they want those places where they can flim flam. For a long time, I've said we have ATM machines. Why aren't we voting at ATM machines? If you don't want poor people to vote, then let's just make it. If you don't have a bank account, you're not allowed to vote. But if you have a bank account, fucking, it's all right there. How does American Idol do it? How does American Idol do it? Exactly. But my point is, there's a straight line. There's a yeah. straight way line to, to like, democracy, to one person, one vote. No, you have to go to your booth uh, at your local high school, and you have to drop a thing in a bucket, and you have to go, st- like, what do they do in Iowa? You go the stand next to the one that you, like, they actually have a physical area, and, like, they have the the life-size poster of Bernie and the life-size poster of Warren and, and the life-size poster. There. And people walk over there. and st- So the idea that the computer failed, it's like, wait, you guys just stand there and count. Like, right. what computer? Yeah. It's, well, I'm everything is rigged. And, and the sooner that we recognize, th- but there's no way, when it's rigged, there's no way for us to say, wait, it's rigged. What are you doing? There's no, like, Recompense. Well, it's rigged, but then the people who won win the rigging are like, you didn't complain last time. And it's like, well, actually, we did. And uh, I'm going to... I'm Hillary vote the uh, Hillary won the popular, popular vote. vote, but yeah, even but like they'll w- but they'll go back to w- w- right, but not the electoral college. Yeah, right, because it's electoral, electoral college, college is a way to sh- the, yeah, right the flim right. the flim flam. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. It's, it and, was based and, 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 and it was based on old timey racism. And as one guy, r- r- all that true, but the point is that uh, this is the system we have. It's like you won the baseball game. Unfortunately, we're playing basketball. See, right. you know, and it's right. like you won the popular vote. Unfortunately, we're playing electoral college. So sure. you got to. And and if you're gonna willfully not engage in that game, well, then someone who is gaming the system 
but that's what that's the system's Trump for. is going to win again. That's and you know. I would like to move to I would like to move out of the country, but I don't think that I don't think that's possible. So here's my view. So I I feel the DNC is up to something. I don't know what, because the fact of the matter, if you read your history about Reagan, 1984, um, when he was running up against Walter Mondale, he was showing early signs of Alzheimer's. Oh. He was pushed by the RNC uh, to keep running because if you watch some of Reagan's debates and even some of his rallies, he seemed a little bit not here. Oh, totally. And then now, flash forward, and I, I was reading that somewhere because I was too young to really remember that anyway. I'm old enough. But, I remember but, that. But um, now, like when you <laughs> when you see Joe Biden at some of these rallies, like for example, he um, – was talking about him running for senator like as he's like he's running for president but he's saying making a statement about him if you vote me in the yeah, senate he misspoke and said yeah senator. people misspoke all the time but it's now like even last year he's a lot more slurry yeah last year like they were they were even um on tyt the young turks they were even talking about on certain shows on msnbc saying that joe biden seems like not here not out of he's kind of out of it and what have you and that was last year when they're saying this yeah. flash forward to now you don't hear them saying anything because bernie was way too close to winning yeah you know and that would change the whole game completely but now like even i'm mad at the fact that he did i'm not surprised but i knew it was going to happen that he got the older black vote because and here's what i want to say to you colored people just because do not associate yourself or don't associate biden with obama you're doing this because of the obama factor i know that's uh, what it is because yeah, the reason it is not that hard to look up Joe Biden's record. It's not look up that it's not that hard to look up how he treated Anita Hill in 1991. Mm. It's not that hard to hear about the in 1994 with the crime bill. It's strong not that hard to Thurman. find out strong Thurman in 1982. Yeah. Even Reagan said, "Yo, this drug bill is a little bit too harsh," and that was fucking Reagan, who is a piece of shit. Nancy these people, like, it, these people were old enough, were adults at this time. Part of, I wasn't even thought of when Joe Biden was a senator. Let's even go back to 1975-76 with the DSEG program in Delaware and the busing. Wow. I mean, all this is here. All of this is here. And it's the thing is, it's just like what baffles me to me is black Americans still got that slave master zaddy mentality. And when I say that, that means the fact that you still want to be on that play plantation just because he, you know what? He was cool with that one black dude. So that means he, he's going to be all right with me. Wrong, <laughs> wrong, wrong. Do not associate the fact that he, but you know why Bi uh, Obama got Biden? Because the fact that he was going, he needed to get the white vote as well. Right. I mean, it's a game and I, I, I don't blame Obama for doing that. He got two terms. I'm okay with that. But do not, the reason why we have Trump is because people were tired of the status quo of both parties. Mm. What's going on is I see the Democratic Party falling right back into that okey doke yeah. of why we have Trump, in which we'll probably get him again. 
Well, we, the Democratic, well, the Democrats want capitalism too. Yeah, they everybody like, wants they capitalism. Like no, everybody capitalism. doesn't want capitalism. No, just I the don't people benefit it tremendously. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I, but when we say capitalism, we're talking, you're talking more corporate capitalism. Yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Because you're, there's no way you're not going to get the it from de- capitalism in any society. I'm no, glad you point brought it around period. to that because the Democrats are, uh, and p- people at that level are still benefiting from this. I mean, exactly. Jeff Bezos is apparently liberal, right. richest man in the Which world. Which I don't call myself liberal anymore because piece of shit's like that. That yeah. is not what the definition. It's totally of engaging in slave labor, yeah, right? Absolutely. Completely replacing people with robots, totally. like right. all this. Sort of. So, um, you know how in a movie. The bad guy isn't really a bad guy. He's an actor playing the bad guy yeah. for the purposes of the movie to yeah. sell more tickets, right? The good guy also is not a good guy. He's playing a good guy for the purposes of the movie to yeah. sell more tickets. Sure. Well, the Democrats, right? There, it's a mo- Hollywood for ugly people. You yes, know, it is. is yeah. what they used to say bad about actors. Po- politi- what's politics? What's a politician? An ugly uh, actor. Uh, 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 a bad actor. Same with the lawyer. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Hollywood for ugly people. And basically, the, they want to maintain this game because they're all tremendously profiting from this game. Absolutely. And, and we're the ball. And to hear so many citizens being like, no, I want to maintain this game because it's good for America. It's like, I'm not sure it's good for America. I know it's great for rich people. It's certainly not good for me. The thing, I really feel like a lot of people are programmed. Now, here's the other side of Bernie Sanders that I don't like either. And I am a supporter, but here's where he kind of fell with the black vote. You People need to stop putting people of color under one umbrella. Yeah. People of color is a very lazy way of just put grouping us all together. I believe it's we, racist. I mean, I'm not even gonna go say it's yeah. racist. It's just a, it, it's it's a it's a it's a short way out. You know, a lot of Latinos. Yes, we all do have the same issue with white supremacy. Got it. But also too, we all have our different individual issues. You know, and so the fact that the matter that Bernie. When he, I went to go see him when he was here in San Jose a couple weeks ago, but I didn't realize that day he was here that Sunday, he should have been in Mississippi, or, or excuse me, in Alabama, because it was the 55th anniversary of Selma. He should have been there, especially for someone that did protest and did have he did have some stomping ground in the civil rights movement as a young man. He should have went there down there, and he should have spent more time in the South. That's what I think, because that's where the majority of you, you're going to get your black vote. But he didn't. So he was looking at numbers with Michigan, which he lost, which I can under to- I can totally understand that because Michigan has more delegates in contrast to Mississippi and Alabama. But the fact that you ignore these states and you're trying to get the black vote, which he never said the black vote. He always said people of color, which started to drive me crazy a little bit. Well, I've so, heard that well, from a lot of African-American t- people. Talk about not one umbrella for, right, for African-Americans. People of yes. color is also huge like, umbrella. Yeah. That's you a huge Latino, umbrella. That's Latino, Latinx, Asian, Asian, that's, that's Arab. Yeah. It's anything not white. Well, it's anything, so, exactly. Mixed, so, Somali. Wait, so but that, 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 negates, that negates your truth. It negates your exactly. story and your past. As a, as, a, as a black woman in America, if suddenly it's all people of color. Because you're like, well, I didn't come from Guatemala. Right, I don't understand right. that. I, I mean, you know, there my are people certain were brought things. over on a slave ship. Yeah, there, right. are, there are some Venn diagram overlying circles, sure. but there's also some completely independent issues. Right. Well, and you don't want to discount anybody's, like, 
right past. like well that's part of the problem diaspora. of getting like th this whole culling system that we have to get like a winner take all thing someone explained to me like this most countries the minorities are like a 10% minority mm. like just a little overhang from the country next door there's just a little, and most places are pretty s like solidarity in, in ethnicity and uh, so when they have a majority thing it's like yeah it keeps on coming up one way but the, the upset minority is always like 10% of the pop something that could be dealt with in some way sure. Our minorities are like fifty percent of the population. Forty nine point nine. That's mostly the that, Democratic Party. But 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 that's but no, but even if it's the Republican Party, you know, at a certain point, the, there's always this pissed off minority that's like half the population. Yeah. It might yeah. switch every other four years or whatever, but it's like it's a lot harder to deal with half the people being completely overlooked than just ten percent of the people being uh, completely overlooked. Well, they don't seem to have a problem overlooking the poor people at all. Well, that's right because part of it is... We don't seem to have a problem at all. Because part of it, they associate themselves with that winning half every once in a while, so they feel better about it. But the, the point is, it's a lot... We have this huge minority all the time, even under the best of circumstances. We need, like, a parliamentary thing where these complicated issues can rise to the top a little better. It ain't that complicated to me. It ain't. No, I, I agree I, I, I mean, there's 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 different types of black people because I don't like to say African-Americans all the time because not everyone here, I mean, there's Jamaicans and what have you, there's Afro-Latinos that are, that are black. And then, you know, and this is where things get complex with the Latino community because some people um, in the Latino community consider themselves white and some black. And so, yeah, that's complicated. And then the Asian community, certain people, you know, there's Chinese and then there's Indian. And so there's, things get complicated, but each, each demographic in that in that box has their own issues as well. And so when you ignore saying the word black or Latino or Asian, I'm starting to have a problem with it. Like I'm starting to get that word people of color out of my dictionary, my vocabulary. Now, going back to the fucking election. Now, I will say this. I'm having a little glimpse of optimism. And the reason why, because I think this virus might, <laughs> might help, but might hurt. And the reason why I'm saying it might help, because the age demographic of who votes. Oh, kill the old people. <coughs> and then, yeah! but, here's, but here's a reason why it might hurt, because people will be afraid to go out and vote. And it's usually the Democrats that lack in going out to vote. And you young motherfuckers that are under the age of 25, you can suck my dick if you didn't vote because you guys are gonna be here longer than my black ass. And some of you, I mean, here's the thing. Let's not do what we did in 2016 just because you didn't get the person that you wanted. Uh, so I'm not gonna vote. Uh. No, that's not how the world works. We all need to basically regurgitate in our mouths and swallow it and vote for Jim Crow Joe if we have to because he 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 sucks but look who is even worse I mean you have this man this uh, 45 this dude in the office who who says oh this virus would just go away like really yeah, like it's just gonna go away. Yeah, one of his many uh, <laughs> solutions to the coronavirus just just magically goes away. It just around magically April. go right. Like, where are you coming? Who? Huh? Like, who? You know what I want? Though? He also says he has a knack for this sort of thing. 
He's a germaphobe. He doesn't have a yeah. knack for shit. And but I mean, it's just like the, it's part of delusional thinking. Like, what's your what knack? But here's what I want him to do. He should have more rallies. I want him to have more rallies. Yeah, you know been, why? That's been, that's been put out there before. Oh this yeah, is, I like I like what I mean, Trevor Noah said. If Trump is not careful, he could get sick. He's old enough. He should die. Oh well, here's what happened. So I think I mentioned last week about CPAC when they found out that there was someone that was infected with the virus at CPAC, which I loved. I had a, I, cause those are all science deniers anyway. And they thought the whole disease was a hoax. Come to find out Tim fucking Cruz had to get quarantined. Yeah, that's, that's Ted, what they've got. I, said, I have a joke about Ted. that. He, that's and what, um, he has a joke here, Trevor Noah. He says, not just because he's president, but because he's an older man who's not in great shape, who spends his time touching strangers. He's <laughs> definitely at risk. He could be incapacitated, or worst of all, he could be trapped in quarantine with Ted Cruz. <laughs> Trevor Noah. Well, I said funny. that, so a guy from the CDC shook Ted Cruz's hand and turned out that guy ha- was infected. Oh, yeah. And so so uh, Ted Cruz is uh, quarantined. Uh, they've also quarantined that that CDC worker because he touched Ted Cruz. <laughs> there was, I think also, too, there is another piece of shit representative, Matt Getz. He is a, a, he another... He mockingly, mockingly like the week before a face, face mask. mask. To be like, oh, you stupid snowflakes. <laughs> now he's self-quarantining because he thinks somebody touched him. But, but while he was self-quarantining, they let his monkey ass on Air Force One. Right, uh, yeah. Uh, Which I, I'm like, I'm just get them all. This is the level it. of intelligence. <laughs> he sat on like one side of the plane, so it wouldn't infect anyone. That You're makes on a fucking plane, plane with recirculating air. Yeah, it's like and it's everyone nine, gets sick on that. Plane. The yeah, levels of stupid are just like. I hope they. I hope they. I hope it. I really hope the virus touches the White House. Here's 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 really this do. is a little bit of stuff on a global outbreak of the novel. Coronavirus has now infected more than 110,000 people, mostly in China. 110,000 people, that's not that many. Uh, that's like point, let me see, I forgot the zeros right here. Point zero, 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 one. But there it's not like even that. a million. And like not China yet. has billions of people. Yeah, so a million isn't even 1% yeah. of their population. The newly identified virus, blah, 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 was first detected in the Chinese city of Wuhan in December. It spread everywhere except Antarctica. At least 3,825 people have died so far, and that's not that many. South Korea, Italy, and Iran have the highest national totals of confirmed cases behind China, Italy's respectively. Italy's on shutdown. France and Germany have also seen a rising number of infections with confirmed cases of north of 1,000 in both countries. So um, I, I never really— Oh, the U.S. death toll is at 26. Trump touts economic relief plans. Spokesman says he's not been— Tested Italy expanding coronavirus lockdown. So do you know the uh, sort of 10, factoid of a stat that uh, half of the United States does not have $400 in reserve for an emergency? Yeah. The coronavirus is surely a $400 emergency that half the country does doesn't have, have the yeah. money for. Well, but yep. it's we're still the thing that the regular flu is more dangerous right now than the coronavirus. Actually, no. No? No. People can no. get the regular flu right now and yeah. still get sick and die. But the thing is, the coronavirus, the thing of what's so kind of scary about it is like you, incubation is two weeks. So you could be walking around feeling footloose and fans free. And yeah, it's got a longer incubation period where you are contagious but show no No signs. signs. Oh. 
So that's what's more dangerous about the food. Those numbers may be small, but you don't know who's walking around. Right, so right now it could be exponentially growing because nobody's going to know for the next two weeks. Right, and just mind you, we just had that nice cruise ship that dropped off. And by then, the two weeks... In Oakland, they dropped it off in Oakland. But 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 everybody rides the BART. To be fair... those those people are like you can't really like, like we're far enough distance away at this in this booth to not infect each other. Right, but I mean, but, but I mean, but as I'm comedians, not. I'm we not use even these microphones, and we're like, Come I'm on. not. Right, that's that's different. But like to be in the ship, that ship is more than like ten feet away oh, from sure. the. Well, from I'm the not general even worried about the ship. You know. I'm just more worried about there's still people, there's tourists, there's you know, especially where the industry where you work at. Well, they didn't just uh, they didn't just dock that they put it. It's a quarantine it's ship. Quarantine it's not ship. just docked at Pier 39. Hoping. It's it's uh, the 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 staffers are on the ship. The other people, the the passengers, I forgot where they're going. Yeah. Um, but it's not even the ship that I'm worried about. It's more of likely people who travel or what have you, which I shouldn't feel this way. But in you the just came back from China yourself. I know. In January. I'm hey I. And you're fine. I'm fine. Yeah, good. But um. The the thing is, when you're in the service industry or or in any kind of industry where you're amongst the public, you don't know what people have. I've yeah, gotten sick. Too. I've gotten the flu because of probably patrons and what have you. Yeah, you when know. guys want to spit in my mouth, I'm just like, you know what? Not right now. Not with the coronavirus. You know, it, yeah. I, I have to pick not up. Not this month. Not this. Month. Yeah, outbreak monkey. I pick up glassware. You know, yeah. things like that. So you know. It, Things like that are on my mind. I'm not in fear yet. Yeah. I'm just a little bit more cautious. Sure. But it is trippy to me to see how the city has basically started to stop. Oh, like I've yeah. even heard it. I've even heard some places. I've even like some restaurants are like cutting their hours a little bit. Yeah. Oh, there's more shows canceled right now. Than Coachella there. is not going to be happening. I'm even talking oh, the little. I'm no. even talking the little ones here, right? Oh, the yeah. symphony. Piano fight just got canceled. Buster Clock just Clark canceled on Friday. Friday. Oh, really? Yeah. I know I the 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 symphony it. is down for about a couple weeks, yeah. and then London Breed said she's not going to be doing any. Uh, they're not. The city's not going to be doing any outdoor festivals huh. for a couple weeks. Because yeah. I mean, at least the city's taking better precautions than that orange monster. Because he, by the way, he took money out of, oh, what is it? Uh, what department is it? The Department of Health, which that's what we need it's right now. Oh, he fired a bunch of people like early on for mm-hmm. for disease uh, uh, outbreaks disease and control, research yeah. and control and all these sort of things. Because they were Obama appointees. Yeah, like <laughs> like. <laughs> that's why. But Ob- forgetting that Ob- Obama appointed. <laughs> Doctors, <laughs> like just qualified doctors, Do- not actual. Like, did you vote for me? Where's your loyalty? It's like, yeah, my loyalty is to fucking, di- you know, fighting diseases. Disease, like, this, right? They were political appointees, but they weren't political appointees. Right. And know? the thing is, it's just like, you know, you. Okay, so Republicans love their fucking money. They worship money. They say they love Jesus, but it's money. Now, how are you gonna make money? And by the way, the stock market, I've been watching because it's going down. Yeah. It's crashing. Well, so th- Corona just put out a little PR thing. We're, our sales are not being affected by the virus. I think they just protest too much. <laughs> I think Corona's sales have definitely no, been fact- affected by the virus. Factually, people really thought it was part of. That's the- that 38% because of s- 
people are stupid. dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are and dumb. I'm guessing, guess who those uh, those people who probably believe that too? They're mostly Republicans. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> part of my, when people are all bitching about our, our, uh, Ocasio-Cortez, I'm like, since when are you fuckers mad at a bartender? Like, <laughs> I know you guys are goddamn drinkers. Nice. And um, so, what was I going to say? The WHO chief says, that he warns some nations are not grasping the reality that of the disease here. threat. I am not grasping the reality of it at all. I'm like, I really not afraid. And I honestly think that it's time for a cup, like you said about that lottery thing. Or the Darwin Awards? Well, no, some people need to fucking die. There are too many people on this planet. There are too many people. If the world, if the, if the, organi- if the organism of the earth, if Mother Earth, a friend Gaia says, you know what? I need to wipe out about a million people right now. Good, because you know what? We're not having real wars anymore. You know, like 50 million Russians died in World War II. They, and you know, we, we so lost 500,000. But the problem with do? that statement is it's not going to be your one percenters that are going to be that are going to well, be Well, it could be anybody. It's I like the idea of it being a rich person or a poor person. I love that. I want well, rich people to not. It's often put forth if an alien was to land on the planet, we would stop seeing our differences and start seeing our togetherness to mm-hmm. fight off the alien who's obviously not one of us. We're at least all humans, you know? Uh, first of all, I doubt it because it's so easy to, like, bribe one person and they will turn. Like, history is replete with pe- with turncoats. And, um, but... Uh, in lieu of a alien, how about a, an illness sure. uh, to affect us all, to make us all stop thinking about, you know, our differences and building walls? Like, is this virus? If only the virus is on the other side of that wall between us and Mexico, right? If only, <laughs> if only the wall stopped the disease. You know sure. what I mean? Like our concepts That's of why why we're fighting each other. We're in a different world when there wasn't enough, when we didn't realize the American continents even existed on the planet, when the American continents didn't know the rest of the world existed. You know, we had a certain like, hey, fight for your rights. This is the last piece of fish for the season, you know. But now we live in this world where what's the most rare piece of food on earth? I love foie gras, but I don't know if it's rare. Well, my point is, I bet we could get it (laughs) in an hour in this city. Sure. You know, like, we are no longer living in this idea of, like, oh, strawberries, wrong season. Like, we can get anything. It might be a little more expensive because it's out of season. Sure. So we're no longer living in this, like... People need to work for food, really, because the st- the fucking supermarkets are packed I know. full. Gross out they, has some great berries. They, they don't. Right now. We used to all be farmers. Now they don't need us for mechanization, but we still have to pay the same for the food that's being harvested for free by a machine. You know, sure. and uh, like we just need a different look on life. Capital is international, right? We can move our money anywhere. But people have to stay on their side of the fucking border, you know what I mean? Well, I still like, we, we just live in a different world now. That's like if, if we're so global, why aren't people global too? And Turns out diseases are global. And we need to stop thinking about this us and them and who's going to pay for it and start thinking of, like, this is better for the planet. And maybe I'm a crazy person, <laughs> but I think we're that this is all made up so that we can pass a bunch of xenophobic... And horrific immigration laws. I don't I think, think it's all made all up. I, I think, think it's an opportunistic thing. I think it's. I think we're going to be super if it was, opportunistic. If it was so made up, it would have. They would have released it in 2016. Good true. Good true yeah. point. I don't. True yeah, point. I don't think it's a made up thing. Yeah, it's sort I, of like they've been waiting for yeah. something like this. I think now. I think it's a CIA conspiracy. No, it's the Chinese. I think that the CIA has been working with 
Yeah, the, I think the, it's, the it's CIA, the Chinese intelligence I mean, agency. Oh. Now, if you want to get into a conspiracy Chinese theory, infection well, it's not even yeah, a conspiracy infection, theory. It's the fact that the Chinese government knew about this months prior to, oh. and re- they were trying to hide it. That's no conspiracy theory. You don't have to go there. That's just a fact that uh, Xi Jinping did not want the the uh, the economy to be affected by like you know the virus because he knew that was what's going to happen so when they found out when the doctor was going to come out uh and make a public statement they shut that shit down and the doctor that uh, end up dying from the virus or what have you that's no conspiracy theory but yeah, that actually happened that actually happened so 110,000 people are 100 110,000 people are infected under 3,000 have died Big fucking deal, everybody. We don't know yet. Right. The so best. there was a thing on The Daily Show where they talked about like a dirty bomb. Like a dirty bomb can infect like four blocks. But a news story about a dirty bomb can <laughs> infect <laughs> the whole world. Yes, exactly. So I, I just think that we're I think that we're overinflating the scariness. Of a, this. A little. And maybe I'm going to bite my words. Maybe next week it's going to be like every other person I know has coronavirus. And then I'll be like, well, this is kind of fucked up. But I mean, it, it's weird. Like even like my cousin's job, she was supposed to fly out of Seattle. That's not happening. Uh, my boyfriend's job was told to just like don't come to San Jose, work from home. Um, like I said earlier, like a, your Uber and Twatters, they want them to work from home and what have you. So I'm just more mad. I'm like, I'm not. I'm again. I'm taking precautions, but it, it ain't that scary that y'all don't want to come out and drink. <laughs> I'm like y'all hurting my bag now. Exactly. It's just like well, that's part of like <laughs> like they've 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 uh, one degreed us a time financially to the point where I mean, what kind of stockpiles of food you have in your house? I have nothing in my house. right Most now. Most of us have nothing. I have nothing. And and, and 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 they jerk us with all these fear things, and they've got us all huddled and 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 nervous about the other. And and now that we have a real emergency potentially, people are like bullshit or over. Like people are. St- Getting in fights over toilet paper. And oh yeah, that's another thing. That's so dumb. That is panic buying. I mean, is this? I mean, pa- the, and Perel is gouging. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the idea that they get to jerk us around like that and to make a few bucks. But here's sort of a sign of maybe just how bad it is. Even the insurance companies are starting to lighten up on charging for the tests. Like these totally profit-driven places are, are kindly finally coming to the idea because it's like it doesn't matter. Like, ah, oh, ha ha, fuck you, you don't have health insurance. This is an infectious disease, you idiot. You know, so like, your money won't save you. Right. Uh, like, it's one of those things that's like a great leveler, you know. This is, I'll tell you this, this is a good time to buy some plane tickets. <laughs> like, if you, <laughs> this is a good time. You just can't airline, go anywhere. <laughs> the airlines, are ch- well, you can't go to Italy. Uh, but uh, it's, a good t- it's a good time to, like, if you want to go fly someplace, go ahead. This, it's cheap but here's another story i read today this is really fucked up and fuck you harvard fucking piece of shit school okay so harvard has now gave, given their students five days to leave campus like five days like you have people from all over the world and all over the country that go to harvard where are these students supposed to go and by the way this is midterms they're they're telling like by law, usually you have to give a 30-day notice. Uh, okay, Harvard, gave, I'll give you five days to give me my tuition back. That, that, and that, thank you. And so, like, the question is, so for are you going to reflect, or are you going to give them the money back for room and board? Because room and board is 
where the most expensive yeah. part of school is. So now a lot of these students are going to be homeless who there who are there on scholarships or and they've got you. travel visas and shit like they're not supposed to be just vacationing around or maybe just can't hop back and forth to other countries right they, like once you leave the country with like certain visas you can't just come back you can't just go and then some of some of the italian students are fucked right because right, yeah, they can't get to italy they can't get to italy because <laughs> italy the whole country's on shutdown and then they were talking to other students that live here who are, you know, are lower income. And they're like, I got, I, you know, I can't afford travel expenses. You know, I'm here on scholarship. And I don't know what to do. Uh, yeah. And five days to leave is one thing. I believe it's like five days to move out. Like, I can't, ju can I just, you know, like, am I coming back in a month? And I can, my clothes are fine here for a little while. Right. Like, what's the, what's the deal here? I got to arrange a truck and, uh. Like, how, you know. where am I supposed to go? But th the sad thing is, um, yeah, here's the story. Harvard uh, Harvard moves classes to online and asks students not to return after spring break. Like, they just, they basically just told your ass, do not come back after spring break. Bye. I believe I got a don't come back after spring break notice at college once. But was it? it was, <laughs> but it wasn't because of any damn virus, though, right? Uh, you didn't get put out because of like. By the way, did I go to school at the wrong time? Now they're talking loan forgiveness, and you're ordered to not go back to class. I mean, where where, where was this when I was in college? Or could you please order me not to show up anymore? <laughs> but I mean, the fact of the matter is, just like, because Harvard, oh, you, we, it's not a cheap school. Hell no. Not everyone is blessed to go to Harvard. And those from like a even middle class, high middle it class, you, I mean, you have to be basically what they're saying is they just cared about the wealthy kids. Yeah, that's what and it themselves. Was. And themselves. Yeah. And they have billions of dollars. I right, mean, right. how many times do people They like have these endowments that basically everyone could go there for free because right. there's, yeah. and um, I, I, on that note, Pam and I were talking a little about this offline. Do you ever see like the grid for like PG&E for like a section? No, I have not. Well, they had these things. Um, well, they'll show it once in a while. It's this huge board, and there's like 20 people on computers. All of them are really smart people. Like, oh, we got to move this here and that there, and it's just this game of like complication. That's just so fucking complicated. And just this one instance of like how globally tied we are, and how international, and and just all right. Harvard's closing down after spring bake. Oh, that sounds reasonable. But turns out the kids from Italy can't go back, and the kids from this country, and there's blah, 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 blah. Or the it's like, that live holy in the shit, it's complicated, you know. And it's just like all these things that we're doing are so complicated. This is why, like, to me, when I'm talking about who I want for president, I kind of don't want Joe Biden because to me, he's not like smart enough to know his limits. For, uh, he's in the same category of Trump, in my opinion. That like he wasn't nerdy enough for me. Like I need a nerd who can just like look Rain Man this shit. <laughs> they don't. You know, you know uh, the American public don't want smart people. I, I, really. I get it, but it's like they even said Obama was too smart. <laughs> like, right, but it's like don't you get how we? This isn't like big man on campus sort of thing. We need a smart ass nerd up there. Like you, you, you should not like him. I want people too smart for me to like. Yeah, uh, but that's not because. I mean, because things are so damn complicated 
that we need people who are way smarter than me to make these decisions. Well, we need someone that is actually going to remember what state they're going to be well, in. And so you're well, just you know. ending <laughs> what, you, but but you know what I mean. Like we just uh, enough about the the. Uh, Let's devolve to communism, where you just deal with fifty people at a time. I don't know know everybody's go to no name. Communism. Fuck you that. know everybody. Communism only works in groups of fifty or smaller. No, when but, everyone but knows we each have seven names, and a half billion on the planet. So we need a bunch of little enclaves because everyone's staying you in their house. You would not be happy with no communism. Be quiet. And <laughs> God, you know you would. Coronavirus God. doesn't care what your political system yeah, is I or what method of distribution you use. But if people, but if there are fifty people in a group at a time that can take care of each other and care about each other, then those, that then everything will work. Where's because the bread gonna come from? Well, that's the thing is your own little group of fifty people figures it the fuck out. We almost go like paleo. But if we were to break up into groups of fifty here, there's more than fifty people on a single block. True. Here in San Francisco. So how small is this go? Where are they getting flour from? Like it's still you still yeah. are in contact with hundreds of thousands of people. And plus in the most simple of scenarios. And plus too, most certain uh, demographics of people will probably be valued more than other demographics. Oh, yeah, no, no, it's, it's absolutely true. That's the whole thing. I just want I want Corona to just come out and take out a good cross section of everybody so that they'll be like, Oh, being rich doesn't matter. Oh, having billions of, like, kill Jeff Bezos. Having billions and billions of dollars <laughs> doesn't keep you safe. It doesn't keep him safe from corona. I want these entitled fucks who make all this money and think they're better than the rest of us because right. they have well, so much money. Well, as part of this, like, not in my backyard stuff, like, this city's got a great microcosm for that stuff. Oh, yes. It's also like, nope, people don't have enough money to not work constantly and maintain their residence. Oh, I know. All these people, also, I'm working people, from wait home, a minute. fuckers. I got wait till no we, money. I got wait no till we get to this. Slow down, Pam. Wait till we get. Wait till we have a shelter in place order in this city, right? I hate rich people. Wait till we have a shelter in place order in this city when we have ten thousand homeless people in this city. Like, yeah. why should we? Why should? Who's gonna pay for this? The coronavirus will, dickhead. Now that we have, like, you, we, we've, we've created these situations that everyone's like, we shouldn't be like this. Well, tough shit. You know, some guy was like, what? Are you going to work for free? I was like, is the coronavirus working for free? Can we pay the coronavirus to stop spreading? This is how stupid the fucking financial angle is. Wait, like, I just got something really funny on the news from the Washington Post. It says the NCAA, because it's March Madness, yeah. which everyone loves. The NCAA basketball tournaments will be held without fans. Right. I'm in concerns of the outbreak. So they're going to be playing oh. <laughs> basketball. No, I've seen this before. I've seen this before. Nobody there. One of, one of the satellites, like early in the NCAA, it's far and wide, and they sort of worked their way in. There was an outbreak at one of the colleges of some strep throat or pink oh, eye or I something. I think I know what you're talking so about. So th this was like when I was in college. And so, no, they, were so they were playing to an empty gym. Which was whack yeah. because you hear every squeaker sneak yeah. and like you didn't realize how much they talk on the court. Yeah, absolutely. But with this empty stadium and they're all like yelling at each other. It's like, oh, wow, they really communicate a lot out there. You know, like, yeah. and it was like the surreal. But now it's going to be. I'm just going to watch it just because I want to hear the like just emptiness. I'm not. I'm. It's whack. It's a little off putting. Everybody. Don't stay safe. Don't wash your hands. No, don't listen Die. to her. Wash her. Wash your goddamn hands. I want. I want. <laughs> I want the world to hand. fall apart and everyone to die and so that we can hard. start over and that my I will actually be valued by what the new society. What makes you think you ain't going to be the one? <laughs> it's fine. It's fine if I am. At this then point, I won't have to worry about tooth decay ever yeah, again. I won't have to worry about ever doing another Mutiny Radio comedy festival again. So oh, come oh, get me, oh. fucking coronavirus. I dare you. 
All right, this has been. Um, <laughs> I dare you. We Seriously, nothing note. worse can happen to me. I've worked. Don't so say hard. knock no. on wood right now. Oh, I'm gonna throw up That's and die. Clever. Whatever. I worked oh. my ass off and nothing happened. <laughs> I'm okay. knocking on wood for her. Somebody, if you were listening to this at all, please. Way to bring go, science into go this. Go buy my superstitious poetry. Knock on wood shit. Go give us. Get, go give Mutiny Radio some money so I can survive, please. Please go to the GoFundMe on that front page, and just give me ten bucks, please. Give just, me now. Just you know please, what? Let me speak for Pam. Value me, please. Everyone who just said no to ten bucks, just send a dollar. A dollar is fine. If everyone sent a dollar with those five hundred thousand downloads, I wouldn't be so hungry. It's your boy Sifo here, here to let you know that the fifth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is March first through seventh. 2020 with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week. Get your tickets now on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comics from all over the U.S. coming for 66 programs in seven days all here at 2781 21st Street in the heart of the mission. Or if you can't be with us, listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at www.mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st to 7th for these amazing events. What kind of a future? Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Davis, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 
convertible 1969 gold Cadillac with the white interior that drove it up here. And I started to do some thinking. around in it on the freeway and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black plastic. Smoking big spliffs and cruising that Cadillac on the freeway. Good feeling, I'll tell you. Can I see? Laurie Sturgeon, your voice is absolutely right. I am Teddy, Bellius, and adolescent. And I will cut the Henry! Yeah, Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your, uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. Let's watch. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... Uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a What's happening? This is your boy, Rob Edwards. I'm here to tell you about the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's March 1st through the 7th, 2020, with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week long. Get your tickets on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comments from all over the U.S. Coming for 66 programs in seven days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission, or listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st through the 7th for these amazing events. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, 